0: Wouldn't it be something if with all the Enron stuff and everything else Cheney and his pals have been involved in it, that he goes to jail for shooting quail without a license? He's not going to jail. It's just a joke. He's not even going to slap on a wrist. He can do whatever the hell he wants. How about the explanation the from Assistant the White Curator. House? The White House reaction. I think you can always look back at these issues and look at how to do a better job. That's their comment.
1: No, I think that the media reaction is the one that's really pathetic. In fact, NBC News spent almost the first five minutes of their newscast last night about themselves. You know, about David Gregory said this and David Gregory said that and uh, uh, the heated exchange that they had with Scott McClellan. If there was heated about all these people that are dying in Iraq and about the war that was based on lies... Uh, then we might accomplish something, you know. But they take some rather insignificant thing where he, like, uh, you know, obviously broke the law, which they do every day. He just shot and, some guy uh, in the uh, face. Yeah. And he shot a guy. Big deal. <laughs> we, the only bad thing, it wasn't Scalia. Well, they want the guns. They deserve it. There you go. Exactly. Guys that play with guns uh, get shot. He was the keynote
0: speaker to the NRA yeah. last year. Well,
1: they got their own orifice. Don't you remember? They said we're going to have basically their own office right next to the uh, oval orifice. Yeah. Remember that?
0: Yep. The headline in the New York Daily in line News. in that most
1: of America are gun nuts too, so that that's what se- separates America from the civilized countries of the world.
0: Yep. The headline in the New York Daily News: Bird brain. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's a non-starter for me. I got bigger fish to fry. I got more important things to worry about than duck hunting with the uh, the vice president. Me too. Small potatoes.
0: I'm frying Todd today. Are
1: you really? Yeah. Todd Dreck? Yeah. Now that Brian Schmutz is back in our sales department, I was just telling George we got Schmutz and Dreck in the sales department. <laughs> not something?
0: I bet you no other station in America could match that.
1: Absolutely not. So what did Todd Dreck do to you now?
0: Uh, only two days without copy. It expired last Friday. Well, that's Friday. okay.
1: Fat Boy's got a piece of copy I'm doing twice today. That uh, ends February the 3rd. Today's the 14th. You know, I mean, you know, our new guy, George, had lunch with Joe Bell yesterday. He said he's a wonderful guy, good intentions. He's got a new guy coming in to be the sales manager. But in the meantime, it's... Uh,
0: there's a know, lot to overcome it's, here. It's
1: like trying <laughs> to clean up a mess after eighty-five elephants had just run through your living room. It's uh, you, you almost throw up your arms and want to give up. It's uh, quite a mess. All these years of Greg Reed leaving this uh, massive mess behind, and then of course that, and the the frosting on that cake is what I told you yesterday. And the water Nazi who's joined at the hip with Greg try to coerce everybody into signing a goodbye card. You know, even if you don't mean it, come on, sign it. You better sign it. I'm going to write you up if you don't sign it.
0: You can't do that. He said. I mean, the number of grotesque mistakes that this guy made, it's just it's just amazing. And I can't imagine why the Beasleys are just not, you know, cutting the mustard. Oh, how about this story? The beast uh, that were for, were for sale? Yeah, I got that thing. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's just a uh, conjecture. We, we've been for sale
1: ever since uh, I started. Inside but, Radio says Beasley's... See, this is old news, because it was before the numbers came out yesterday morning. I'm talking about the um, financial numbers. Yeah. Beasley stock was up ahead of this morning's quarter four numbers, and were there also on uh, sale or going private? Rumors wafting around Wall Street on Friday question mark Then of course come to find out the numbers were a disaster, and the stock went down. And uh, of course, we're, you know, as far as going private is concerned, uh, that shouldn't surprise anybody anyhow, because they had no business going public in the first place. That's what Greg Reed told me in our uh, last conversation. He told you to they the sale never part is concerned. Forward. The sale part is concerned. All I can say is, right. oh God, hallelujah. Wouldn't there be great a religious station that wants to come along and buy us all out? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. What a thought, huh? What a concept. So They're they'd have to pay us to leave, right? Yeah, pay us to go away. Just buy out our contracts.
2: That's I not mean, a bad deal, Neil.
1: We would miss the audience tremendously, especially, by the way, Happy Valentine's Day, all our ten ladies we got listening out there, and everybody else, too. But it would be a shame to be losing our contact with the audience like that. But I think we'd probably find, you know, some way to fumble through.
0: I managed last year when I had my eight weeks off.
1: Yeah. I managed eight. those seven months after Paxson paid me off to go away.
0: Yeah. Seven months. I think I could find something to do.
1: And I kept thinking about all those people who said, oh, gee, if Neil wasn't
0: on here, he would be so he'd be so frustrated and uh, aggravated.
1: Yeah. I mean, how could I, how could I get through the day without talking to all these intellectuals that we talk to every day? Huh? <laughs> oh, my God. How could I survive? It's like that summer schedule, you know, when I work two days a week. How do I survive the other five days? I don't know. It must be tough. By the way, I got my teeth cleaned this morning. I went to my dentist Yeah, about a block away from here. Everything is so convenient for me here. And I went to the... And the the difference with the dentist and the doctors here, just like the difference uh, between everything else in South Florida, like a real city.
0: Yeah, it's uh, civilized it's like It's like
1: the difference between a real professional job and a lick and a schmear. She really got in there and just scoured, man. I feel like I got a new set of teeth.
0: I have a good dentist.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear it.
0: In fact, his son is... The promotion director here for the uh, for the FM station. For power? Yeah.
1: And who the hell is that? Bernstein. Bernstein. Oh, there you go.
0: Boy.
1: Now, my dentist here is uh, Russian. I don't know if he's Jewish or not. He's a Russian guy.
0: But he's good. Dr. B is good. Well, no good. But you have civilized medicine up there, right? Socialized medicine. Yeah, that uh, most people... Call it civilized medicine.
1: Oh, it doesn't affect me in any way. I pay cash, and of course, when you pay cash, when well, you're not a Canadian citizen, they see you first before anybody else. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. When you want to come in, <laughs> yeah. you're a cash-paying customer. You betcha.
0: I was. Uh, I heard that one. I was in Denmark on a tour one time. You weren't uh, reading
1: those cartoons, were you?
0: No, this was years ago, and they were uh, they were talking about how about their medical system there mm-hmm. and how it's. If they, it's referred to as socialized medicine, then the the tour guide said we refer to it as civilized medicine. Yeah.
1: But you remember that, uh, well, what's got to be about four years ago now, when I fell and broke my hand, that bone in my hand in Amsterdam? Yeah. And my hand swelled up about double the size. And so I got in the cab and went to the hospital, and I sat in the emergency room and waited for about a half an hour, which isn't all that bad. And they uh, came and they x-rayed it, and then they put the splint on there and the whole deal, and they I, sent me away. All I had to do was show my passport and fill out a couple of papers, and then when I left, I said, "Well, how much do I owe you?" And he said, "Oh, we'll send you a bill." It's uh, and they sent me a bill for like uh, fifty guilders or something. I was like, "Oh, nothing." Yeah, and was basically for free, even though I'm not a citizen of Holland. You It'd wouldn't even you wouldn't even get in to see anybody here now. If you went to the emergency you room, getting seen in a half an hour in the emergency room anywhere in South Florida is just it's unheard of. Unless you're spewing blood from every pore in your body, uh, forget about it.
0: Or you stop breathing, maybe. Right. But they won't they won't even see you unless you show them, you know, your proof. Proven...
1: Oh, yeah, that, that's the first thing they want. Yeah. I remember when, when George took me to the emergency room in uh, Pembroke Pines that time I was going to pick up my check at Paxton, and I had, like, uh, slipped on the highway there, you know, where you turn off uh, the turnpike to go to the stadium. Yeah. And my car spun around, hit the wall, and my head hit the rearview mirror, and I had, like, a big lump like a baseball on my forehead. And so I went to the hospital, and I'm sitting there, and I got, you know, my head is throbbing, and the first thing they want to see is your uh, insurance card. Yep. They don't give a damn if they you're won't bleeding, treat you if your either. heart, if your heart is beating. They want to see that insurance card. Yeah. Otherwise, the hell with you.
0: Yeah, exactly. They throw you back on the street. Right. Well, we don't want
1: to have that. We don't want to be like all those fascist. I mean, those commie pinko countries.
0: Right. All right. So, uh, what's on your agenda today? My agenda today
1: is um, kill four hours, butcher it. What do we got today? We got Bodas this, this afternoon. We got Kimba Bo Camper. Yep. Huh. And then, uh, yeah. Well,
0: it's Valentine's Day.
1: Guilty tomorrow. What's that deal with Eric Reed? What's that all about?
0: He does a weekly.
1: I understand that, but why is what I'm asking. Why, I mean, does Dave Strader do a show?
0: That's uh, part of our heat thing.
1: Well, what do you mean, part of our heat thing? We don't carry the heat. We don't have the heat games. We're not the heat station.
0: We have We're a. Part uh, of our heat thing. We have a, a heat sure. program every Wednesday morning with sure. a. With I Riley. understand that.
1: But I mean, what does Eric Reed have to do with it? He's the broadcaster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, you know. In fact, to. when I get off it, too, I, I did such a good job with my dental hygienist this morning. At two, I'm going to go and get a lobotomy. Like, remember Jack Nicholson at the very end there in um, <laughs> Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. And the chief is looking at him, and the chief is going to escape and take him with him, you know, but then he looks at him, and he realizes, that he sees all the, the sewn-up parts in his head, and he realizes he's at a lobotomy, <laughs> and he just kind of snuffs him out there with a pillow. It's just, I, I think that's what I need, to get all the, all the all the other part of the station out of my head, because we're doing just fine between 10 and 2. That's, that's the rumor. We're doing just fine.
3: Yeah. As a matter of fact, when
1: you take out the um, November, the hurricane month, we just looked at all those numbers. We were number one between 10 and 2, so. So for the jackass who sent me that fax, the chronic from Boca, or whichever chronic that was, I hate to break the news to you, but the hurricane month killed everybody. But if they want to take the .03s or whatever they had across the street and they want to count that month, that's fine. I'm sure they'd be delighted to do that. Well, don't lose too much on a Tuesday. It's kind of an off day, I guess. Yeah, there's
0: nothing going on. Wait
1: until tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day for me. Yep, me too. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, fly out that door. Go see how much I can lose in about eight hours.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready to plunge tomorrow. Good. I've been, I haven't done that in a while.
1: Like our friend Derek says, don't be afraid. Send it in.
0: Since I came back from Las Vegas. Oh, by yeah.
1: the way, speaking of that, speaking of Vegas, I don't know if you got the story I'm sure you must have about Gretzky. Oh, of course. I'm not talking about his wife. I'm talking about him.
0: Oh, what about him?
1: The Las Vegas Review Journal reports that he has lost more than $2 million in Vegas casinos, and he's got a credit line of up to 25000 a hand. But he's not a gambler, you understand, just the wife.
0: <laughs> well, what, at um, least he's not
1: betting on sports. Not Well, not that we know of. Betting on of course, the turn of a car. Of course, card. we have those things that you probably haven't discovered yet called sports books in all the casinos in Vegas. We know we wouldn't go anywhere near those. Of course, you wouldn't have to go near those if your wife is... Uh, you know, she takes laying, care of it. Laying bets with her uh, slant nose buddy. Oh, well, speaking of slant nosed, what about the story about the woman that says uh, about Jimmy Hoffa? Did you see that story? Yeah. Her husband killed him. I yeah. got all kinds of good stuff today. I got a big pile.
0: Okay. I saw that story.
1: Yeah. Do and believe when you work her? at QAM, you usually wind up with a big pile. Have a
0: great day and yeah, you uh,
1: too. save it up for tomorrow. See ya. Bye.
4: Down to 6.7, don't buy BBGR.
3: Eight sounds that you hate Ah, But I'm an idiot And I think they're really great I doubt that you can't handle one or two Much less all eight Eight sounds that you hate The men from the boys They will surely separate I'll tell you what they are Guaranteed you'll go I like fingernails on a blackboard people crack their necks or their knuckles When I roll styrofoam together That just makes me chuckle Why are you saying sending me Riley's boxes, by the way? Ain't sound you can't stand Are you
5: tired of them
2: already?
3: Which you could tolerate if you were half yes. as I am Add to the list of eight A fork and a knife Scraping on a plate Scraping on a plate Scraping on a plate Here's one I really love You might want to try it Give me feedback In my headphones Ah yeah, that's more like it A little more, a little more over there, a little more. Hey, sounds so unique. Now let's review so you can really, really free. Finger nails on a blackboard. When people crack their neck or their knuckles. Rub a styrofoam together. Cause it makes me chuckle. I like brand new sneakers on a gym floor, raising an aluminum window, when I get it to drilling my molars, that makes me say bingo, my boy singing on his record, utensils on fine china, if these sounds give you the shivers, that makes you a whiner nuts if someone bites their fork like this? Because I love it. Here, I'll do it again. Do you have a nervous system left? How about the squeegee wiping a window while I crack my neck?
6: <laughs>
3: Suffer, you wimps. Suffer, whimps. Oh, wait. I got one more.
1: I got one more, too. 1013 at QAM, anyway, this fax you sent me, I'm glad you sent it, as a matter of fact, don't ever send me another one from Riley, but the reason being, I looked at the header on this, Mm -hmm. and it says, Mounted Memories, Sunrise, Florida. Ooh. Mounted Memories. Sounds like uh, (laughs) something from Bear-Ass Mounting. So I guess (laughs) that explains a lot about uh, Chronic Brown. Get off our back, Riley, so to speak. Anyway, it's 10:13 already, so we better get with it. We got Bo at two, Mad Dog four to seven, Curtis Stevenson seven to ten. As we juggle them all around like a bunch of uh, balls, we keep shuffling them up in the air. And then uh, Eddie K at ten. Good old dependable Eddie K. Old. When it comes to mattresses, a lot of gimmicks. The latest are sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses. They're only warranted in full for two years. They squeak, just like we heard on that last bit. They squeak. They pop. (laughs) And they can move their setting during the night. They cost an arm and a leg. If you really want a high-quality brand name mattress that will last you for years and years, then call our good, close paisans at dial mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS. When you call that number, you'll get no run-arounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know and trust. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you choose Florida's biggest inventory of the top names like Serta and Sealy, King Coyle, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt, all ready for same-day delivery, at prices always lower than the so-called big-name chain stores even during their big hot-shot sales. Call one 800 mattress You can have the bed you want delivered, the date and time you want, and a two-hour delivery window when it's convenient for you, like 9 to 11, 10 to noon, 11 to 1, 245 to 445, etc. I've been a satisfied customer, I've, uh, so most of the QAMers, too, and you will be, too. I guarantee it. In fact, I'll bet you the water Nazi's life on it. Call today. Call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website, mattress.com. That's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous, sensational savings.
4: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Rock solid.
3: You get a lot of it. Neil Rogers on Sports Hole Radio, WQAM. Don't take my blackberry. Don't take my blackberry away. It means the world to me. I use it every single day. I get my email everywhere I Fade is up to Uncle Sam, Sam. I'm gonna be in one hell of a jam, don't take it away from me, don't take it away, no, don't take my Blackberry, you better keep your damn hands off my Blackberry,
7: baby, don't take my Blackberry. I'll
3: driving to a tree
7: I use it every single day Can check
3: my messages from here to Rome. From here to Rome. Can sit in my car and
7: compose a poem Compose a poem Can go
3: a light and order my kid phone. Don't take it away
7: from me Don't take it away No,
3: don't take my Blackberry Don't touch it well, I play games like Brick Breaker and Solitaire Nights in my underwear, baby. No other phone could ever replace my Blackberry. It's him and me, boy. I'm on it constantly. Don't no take my Blackberry night.
1: Welcome back, Brian Schmutz, to uh, WQM to our sales department, such as it is. We got Brian Schmutz on that department now, and we got uh, right. that's about it. Anyway, we need. Oh, we got Duff. Don't forget about Duff. You fair? I won't. That's about it. Anyway, here's the result of the poll from yesterday. This, by the way, is the day every year when the prostitution becomes legal all over America. Right. When you got to pay for it.
5: Well, who's the funniest
1: day. man in the history of the movies? That was our poll yesterday. We had uh, what do we have? 1343 votes. Because I chopped it off at about six last night. I was in the mood to get this other one on there right away. In fact, I think we got a shot at 1,000 votes during the show today. You want to know why? Why? We got eight, 883 right now. I'd say the odds are pretty good, wouldn't you? Yeah, but maybe. Call Bill- up Eddie Casey what the odds are. Mel Brooks, 158. The funniest man in the history of the movies. Well, that's your opinion. Peter Sellers, 131. A lot funnier than Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Groucho, Mars, 95. Rodney Dangerfield, 89. Richard Pryor, 75. Jim Carrey, 68. Well, they must be thinking way, way, way back when we used to like him. Right. John Cleese, 56. John Candy, fifty-two. Bill Murray, fifty. I Remember the guy that said I didn't like Bill Murray? What was that all about? Uh, Why I don't know. I ever say anything I against Bill, Bill Murray. I don't know, never. I said something against Murray the K, I think. Oh no, that was uh, cousin Brucey. John Belushi, forty-seven. Robin Williams, forty. Oh man, you see this? Don't even stop to think about it. Just move right along. You know, we ask the questions so that we get your opinions, even though we know that many of the times your opinions suck. Mo Howard, thirty-six. And another thing. That guy that called in yesterday, was just he was so good. He was great. We're thinking of giving that guy, leave us your number, uh, Pally, you old toad. Call in and maybe we'll give you two to four instead of Mo. Woody Allen, 36. Curly Howard, 32. He's right on Mo's ass. Leslie Nielsen, 31. W.C. Fields, 29. Chevy Chase, 28. None of the above, 26. Oh, brother, what a hard ass. Mike Myers, 26. Laurel and Hardy, 25. Steve Martin, 25. Dave Chappelle, 24. Abbott and Costello, 22. Charlie Chaplin and Gene Wilder, 20 apiece. Same guy, different mustache. Jerry Lewis, 17. Eddie Murphy, 12. Oh, nobody said Jerry Colonna. Speaking of mustache. Jay and Silent Bob and Eric Idle each had 10. Only 10 for Eric Idle. And Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean had 9. See, that tells me what I need to know about the human race. Eric Idle gets 10 and Mr. Bean gets 9. Oh, Mr. Bean. The guy is funny, though. No, he's not, not. that character. He is nauseous. I've never seen him. Uh,
5: what? I said, you've only seen Mr. Bean. Albert Brooks, well, that, that's... Okay. That's not his only act, you know.
1: I well, hope not. Albert Brooks, nine. Bob Hope, seven. Harold Lloyd, six. Marty Feldman, five. Andy Kaufman and Buster Keaton, four-piece. Bert Lahr, three. Ro- Roberto Benini two. Terry Gilliam, two. Michael Palin, one. Graham Chapman, one. Carl Reiner and Terry Jones, had Oh! None. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Well, Carl Reiner's not known for movies anyway. no. The movies that he was in, I can't recall him. Wasn't he in the, uh, he was in Ocean's Eleven, the remake, wasn't he? I, I believe. I, I don't know. And he, didn't, he did not right. play a comedian. Scott, he was I in The know. Jerk, briefly. Well, here's a long, long fax for Mark Scheinbaum. Wow. He was in the remake, by the way. Remake of what? Ocean's Eleven. That's what I said. Oh, you just checked it? Yeah, he did. Josh is right on top of it. By the way, the three of us took a vote, and we decided that Riley's faxes were going to schmidt cannon from now on. Okay. Now that we know he's from Mounted Memories. Yeah, I think we'd like to make him a mounted memory, just like the vice president's friend. Maybe he was trying to make him a mounted memory. Oh, God. Poacher. stock was up. I had yesterday morning's quarter four numbers. That's the inside radio thing, but then it turned out sour. Actually, what I should do is go back and see what inside radio said in the afternoon. I just delete those. I don't even read them. Remember, I I subscribed to that thing just for, I think, for a year I had to subscribe, just so I could read that one article that one day about Greg Reed threatening to leave. Remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he did leave, but not of his own volition, even though he'll give you a song and a dance. He'll, he'll lie to you. But then again, that's his specialty. Anyway, it also says, and were there also sale or going private rumors wafting around Wall Street on Friday, meaning Beasley? Oh, please, please, Cracker, please. Please, to some born-again fanatics with a lot of money. We're going to pay everybody off to go away so we can put religious programming on 24-7. Oh, hallelujah. I'm getting on my knees right now, just like Wayne Heisinger Jr. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm saying a bracha. Or somebody to buy us out. Not that I don't you know, mind working. It's a pretty easy gig. Getting the big bucks for uh, doing basically nothing. But uh, doing absolutely nothing, getting big bucks, would really be a sweet deal, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, for some of us. And then you'd probably wind up getting your own religious show. That's right. You can handle it. And the show, too. Here's the fact they pulled today. We got almost 900 votes already. Who or what is the biggest hype of all time? Like I told you yesterday. Oh, look at that. Zacharias Musawi. He used to be Zacharias Musawi. I am Al Qaeda at the hearing again. They dragged him out again. Just like he, <laughs> he's taking a page from Sodom, you know. He keeps carrying on in a courtroom, and they keep schlepping him out of there. Nice haircut, by the way. 902. That's not the time. That's the total of votes. Oh, and there is a Mrs. Limbaugh. I know she gives you I spilkies. i got to change it now. Who or what is the biggest hype of all time? So many hypes. Religion. Nobody even close. 297. That was my choice. Religion. What a pile of crap. Well, I voted for Howard, so. how You well, did, really? Howard did. Stern, 96. That was George's idea, putting him on there. I will say this, though. you got to give him credit, if for nothing sure. else, even though we do not uh, not that much into a show these days. But when we did that poll a few days ago about uh, what you listened to in the morning, and he had, uh, like, about, uh, what was the percent? It was pretty impressive. I don't know, 10 percent? It was about 10 percent, then plus another couple of percent that were listening pirating uh, here and there. So about 11 or 12 percent. And m- m- most of those people are paying for it. Mm-hmm. And the show, too. Howard, 96. Uh, That's Stern. WMD's 83. Where the hell did that come from? Eric. Oh, thanks, Eric. American Idol, 83. Oh, 84 just went up as I spoke. Super Bowl, 78. The Segway, 55. Man, there are people riding them on every street corner. They're like zipping right along. Not. It's going to revolutionize the way we live. Man, you people in the media you are know, such a bunch of grave robbers. You're crazy people. Like that. And just the way that they're foaming at the mouth about this uh, bird hunting thing, you know, all the other stuff that he's done, the secret energy meetings and all the lies that they keep showing us, the clips again from Meet the Press and Face the Nation about the WMDs and all, all these other lies, well, we can't be bothered putting his feet to the floor on that, you know, or the scooter living business. But as far as uh, the duck hunting or the bird hunting, yeah, for the birds. Uh, Elvis, 36, Broke-Ass Mountain, 34, deserves a lot more than that. Low-carb diets has got... About 30, man. Carbs. Madonna 24, the Olympics 23, Tom Cruise 22, Tommy! You come out, come out before it's too late, Tommy, before they, before they uh, lock that door. I'm not and he gets stuck on the inside there with R. Kelly. He's I'm got a the piece. People. The Olympics 23, I said that. The Beatles 16, Doctors 10, Low Fat Diet 6, Mash 6, and David Letterman 4 out of 907. You know, they showed the clips of Leno and David Letterman, their comments about the uh, yeah, bird hunting that, thing. Right. Uh, and I went, yuck, yuck. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't uh, even remotely uh, amusing. Uh, you know? uh, and when you stop and think that these guys have writers and they stay up till 3 or sure. 4 in the morning writing all this material, uh, it's uh, very sad. Hey, attention, men. Don't you have that clip? One moment, please. Oh. Where the hell is it? I don't have that. I don't know where the hell you got that from.
5: In the uh, Well, you know where I got it from.
1: Oh, I know. It's from a spot. Attention, man. Yeah. If you have a hair loss problem, if you're currently wearing a hair system, you better listen to this. Because my good post personal paisan, Charles Alfieri, has been supplying and designing hair systems for show business people. We're talking about the people with the big bucks, politicians, and most importantly, everyday guys like you for over 40 years now. 40, count them. Most people say you can always spot a hair system. Well, those people are full of crap because the ones you can spot are the bad ones. The good ones, you never would even know are there. That's the deal with Charles Alfieri. His systems are completely natural. They look like real hair designed with just the right amount of hair and the proper recessions. Run your hands through it. It looks and feels just like your own hair. And for just 99 bucks, Charlie will custom design a hair system for you. Try it for a couple of weeks, and if you're happy with the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're getting uh, laid more than you ever did before, then it's yours for just an additional 500 bucks. Charlie is so confident that you will be satisfied, he offers you the following guarantee. If you're not completely happy with your hair system, just return it, and Charlie will give you back your 99 bucks, so you have nothing to lose but that shiny, ugly, bald spot that makes you look like Zacharias Mausawi, like a terrorist. That's an offer you have to be a nut to refuse. So call Charlie today, toll-free, and make an appointment at his studio in Fort Lauderdale, 1-800-321-2413. They'll bring you in there, sit your ass down, and show you uh, just how much better and younger they can make you look. You'll be amazed. 1-800-321-21... Say it again. one 321 2413 or on the Wicked Web, charlesalfieri.com.
4: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 G A
8: F. It's so beautiful.
7: Now, from Washington, the McLaughlin Group, featuring Eleanor Cliff, Jack Germond, and sitting in for Pat Buchanan, New York Giant, Tiki Barber. Now, here's John McLaughlin. Issue one George W. Rings or Vault? Eleanor Cliff.
3: Well, John, I'd have to say. Wrong!
7: Jack Javon! Well, that's not an easy choice. Wrong! Tiki Barber! I'm going to have to say the vote. Wrong! Actual answer, floor exercise.
6: That wasn't even a choice. Next
7: issue, Al Gore. Favorite Broadway show, bring in the noise, bring in the funk, or cats. Ellen I think gets well off. Well, John, I'd have to say. Wrong! Jackie Jackie Big Javon!
4: Well, that's a very difficult choice.
7: Wrong! Tiki Barber! I'm going to have to say. Rent. Not a choice, Ricky Tiki Barber. You gave an answer last time that wasn't a choice. Wrong! Correct response, cats. He loves them. Next issue, the cast of Big Brother should be murdered. How? Eleanor. Wrong. Jack Jamal. Dynamite. Wrong. Tiki Barber. I don't think they should be kids. Wrong. Actual answer, poison pudding. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. 1034, he's the best. Fascist. Twenty six before eleven at five sixty. But at least he ain't in that religion business no more. You know. At least he got out of that. Oh, speaking of religion. yelp yeah. yeah. More than a thousand protesters stormed into Islamabad's diplomatic district while thousands vandalized Western businesses and torched the government building. Another city today in Pakistan's worst wave of violence against the Prophet Muhammad. Cartoons. Officials mm-hmm. said at least two more people were killed. Dead. Did it? Interior Minister Aftab Khan Sharpayo, or is that Shapiro? Said two protesters died in the worst of the violence in the eastern city of Lahore when a bank security guard opened fire to prevent demonstrators from forcing their way into a bank. He said parliamentary troops were deployed in the city in order to restore order after stone-throwing protesters ran amok. Witnesses said riders torched the provincial assembly building and targeted Western businesses breaking windows at a Holiday Inn Hotel, Pizza Hut, KFC, and McDonald's.
7: <laughs> oh,
1: open a cartoon, man. Those cartoons, they're offended. I have a response to that, okay? One simple word. Cox's That's my response. Yes. Bunch of crap. All the excuse all the time. Well, you know, their own leaders aren't taking care of them, and they're living in poverty, and they're upset with the way, you know, something big deal. You don't kill people over cartoons over some religious hocus-pocus. Just another excuse for a bunch of crazy bastards getting everybody whipped up to a frenzy. And, of course, the media that are still worried about the bird uh, shooting incident, they can't be bothered telling you about the fact that the cartoons that they showed the public on Arab television, most of them were fabricated in the first place. They weren't the original cartoons anyway. And this crap about, well, you know, that Danish newspaper, that Weekly Reader newspaper, they publish those to be provocative. They admit that. Well, I'd like to know any editorial cartoonist that doesn't make a cartoon to be provocative. Can you name me anybody? What's the freaking person?
0: That's the whole point
1: of it, is to be provocative. You morons. Jesus. God, it's just pathetic. Well, we must understand. We can't offend other people's beliefs. Well, why the hell not? I think that's one of the best things we can do is offend people's beliefs. At least make them think and realize how stupid they are. Take a look at the result of that poll today. 306 votes, way ahead of everything else. The biggest hype of all time. Religion, baby. Hocus pocus. Heebie-jeebie. Nonsense. Mumbo-jumbo. In my gumbo. And by the way, they don't care about you people in New Orleans because, uh, you know, they don't like chocolate people. That's just the way it is. You're not going to vote for them anyway. Even if they're Rocky Road? That's correct. Even if they're chocolate chunk. Oh, yeah, well, by the way, I threw out those cookies. Good, good. No, I, okay. ate two, I ate two of them, and then I realized that if I if I didn't throw them out, I would eat a whole right. bunch. the whole freaking bag. And so I put them in my uh, garbage bag, on. and I took the bag to the chute, the garbage chute, and I shot it right down, just like Dick Cheney. I shooted it.
5: That actually crossed my mind because I forgot about your teeth cleaning thing that you did what? tell me about. That uh, you ate that whole bag of cookies and wound up in a diabetic coma. Oh.
1: I told you I was going to the dentist this morning to get my teeth cleaned. It. I told, I told you, you that about five times, Mr. Right? Alzheimer's. That's Right. In addition to which, that's why I put the audio on there from the TV, so you know that at least I was alive. I, I got up done. long before you showed up there. That's right. In fact, I was sitting there waiting to confabulate, and then you never showed up, so I left about 7.45. I went shopping. Well, good for you. Got some water Mark the Scheinbaum room. writes, who the hell is that? Oh, that's right, Mark. We, we, we even got we a, bit a bit about bit, yeah. him, which I might play about <laughs> ten seconds of. Well, no, I play more of it, Mark, except nobody knows who you are.
7: WIOD, your Chicago station, presents... The Mark Scheinbaum Show. And here's your host, Mark Scheinbaum.
3: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Mark Scheinbaum along with my good friend Al Knight on our new station, WIOD. From... Al Knight, you're fair. Oh my God,
1: give me a break. Anyway, here's a long facts. In fact, the even though it's only February 14th, it's Valentine's Day, and it's two weeks from tomorrow before that big 30th anniversary show of mine, but The congratulations, the telegrams, the letters are coming in from all over the world. I mean, from Denmark, from uh, Islamabad. Do you believe it? No. But Mark Scheinbaum says congratulations on 30 years of South Florida broadcast. About 30, man. It is significant to your thousands of fans that your non-topic stream of consciousness talk radio is actually the envy of many topic talk radio hosts. One thinks back to Anita Bryant, the Marielitos, race riots, Hurricane Andrew, Elian Gonzalez, even two World Serieses the uh, sports emperor Heisinger, etc., and it's been the Neil Rogers show that most people, that many people tuned do or log on, do for your interpretation of the events and the huge hypocrisies of the day. Well, it sounds like Howard Beale ranting about the hypocrisies of our times. What's wrong with being an angry prophet ranting about the hypocrisies of our time? right?
3: Right. hell!
1: You want to be an angry prophet? Yeah, what's wrong with being an angry, yeah. An angry prophet? Yeah. Well, then grab it. Grab it. Never underestimate the uh, fact that while uh, never setting out to influence people, you've been a voice of sanity in in, uh, sort of an insane way, it says. Very bad penmanship, by the way, Mark. During almost six years of work with Craig Worthing, he repeatedly uh, uh, something you as the gold standard in radio. This week, the Financial Times reported that CNBC-TV's Jim Cramer, with 155,000 Average hourly viewers was number one in that cable network. I think you have that more listeners than that just online. Well, we only wish, Mark, and, uh, boy, you sure can. We only wish that you were doing the Arbitron figuring. Uh, continued success in broadcasting, retirement, the racetrack or whatever. Happy 30th, Mark Scheinbaum, WFTL, W G And he left off WIOD, I notice, on his uh, resume here, this thing here. And you want to know why? why? WIOD? Oh, I hate that station. And so does almost everybody else. Even Mike Disney hates it. Of course, they've got nothing to do with it no more anyway. And Bob Neal, he hated it too. They tried everything they could to make money with us, but we were a bunch of losers. Hey, Bob Neal, I, I, I've stepped on better crap than you. Okay, you little turd up there in Atlanta with all them yahoos. You know when 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 the management people at Cox Broadcasting sit you down and tell you the reason they didn't want to simulcast you, as much as they would have liked to at WSB in Atlanta is because the people in Atlanta are like a thousand times more right wing and more rednecky than the people in Tampa. I think that tells me everything I need to know about Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Shoulder. Yeah. Which is probably why they're not too happy with all the chocolate people living there anyway. A lot of yahoos. They keep on their own sad town. Anyway, let me say it again. We got Bo Camper at 2 today, and uh, what we ought to do is have like an office pool. Every morning, you guys around the water cooler can kind of like uh, bet on it. Who's going to be doing the revolving dough from 2 to 4? And it won't this be Moe.
4: is Neil Rodgers. That's 5 goodbye to
3: Football. Oh Ricky, how can you do this? I wanna stroke your legs and slip your crack with my greasy nose. But you'd rather smoke a spliff. Now I'm pulling up my life for the season. You dash my hopes of manly bliss. Tears well up in my eyes for no apparent reason. I bust another dish. There's no AC in my trailer, and then I find you're no longer here. You validate my life as a failure, and broke the hearts of all the sports queers. I don't want to face the size without another job. It's your toes I want in my mouth. On behalf of those signs. Bats who for home radio. Don't leave us like this. And only Shaq's bones we can kill.
1: 10-44. And Ricky's back anyway, so just to put away the crying towel. Although they are going to trade him, is that the deal, Josh? We don't care. <laughs> only time no. will tell yeah, we don't really care on this show. We give a crap about Ricky Williams. and uh, In fact, we care more about Vanessa Williams on this show. Maybe yeah, you guys great. It. I do. Uh, and what about the uh, Serena Williams? Uh, I'm good. Maybe you can have
5: her. Yeah, he can have both our portions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see. Anyway, here's an article. Boy, I'm telling you, man, my psychic powers are as alive and well. I got up an hour earlier than usual to go get my teeth cleaned this morning. I feel better than I have in about 100 uh, minutes. Yeah?
5: Pretty good, yeah. Running your tongue along your teeth there? <laughs> no, I just may not.
1: No, that's not the point. I just—it's got nothing to do with my teeth getting clean. It's just uh, getting up the hour earlier. I think and what I'm going to oh, do is get up at seven every morning from now on and go out and take a brisk walk. Okay. No snow, by the way. Huh. Hate to break the news to you, it's the 14th of February and it's going to be like in the 30s. Like well, it's any colder, it's going to start snowing here. Well, there you go. In fact, we're almost even Stephen on the temperature. John Nichols writes, "Leave it to John in the Nation. Media's aim misses real Cheney misdeeds." See, that's what I—you know—I don't want to pee on your parade about the uh, bird hunting and all the other crap about the fact he shot a guy. But uh, you know, Big Simmons, okay. The White House Press Corps John Nichols writes taking a break from its usual stenography duties actually roused itself to ask truth impaired spokesman Scott McClellan some tough questions about Dick Cheney. Unfortunately while it was good to see a few reporters rise from their bended knees they were asking the wrong questions about the wrong issue. What got the press corps all hot and bothered was the fact that Cheney and his aides kept details about the Vice President shooting a man secret for the better part of 24 hours and then slipped the story to a local paper in the city nearest the Texas dude ranch where the incident took place. Most of Monday's 41-minute-long White House press briefing was taken up with questions about the gunslinger in chief's penchant for secrecy and the bloody details of the shot Cheney's hunting buddy took to the face. But what was especially clear was that the members of the press corps do not like to get scooped on the story of a vice presidential shooting spree by the Corpus Christi Caller Times. McClellan was prepared with... Was peppered with pointed questions and sharp aside from the likes of NBC reporter David Gregory, who grumbled about the fact that the Vice President of the United States shoots a man and he feels that it's appropriate for a ranch owner who witnessed this through the local Corpus Christi newspaper, not the White House press corps at large, to notify the public in a national way. When Gregory accused McClellan of ducking and weaving rather than responding, frankly, to the questions he's paid by the taxpayers of the U.S. to answer, the press secretary suggested the NBC reporter was grandstanding. An angry Gregory retorted, don't accuse me of trying to pose to the cameras. Don't be a jerk to me personally when I'm asking you a serious question. McClellan told Gregory not to yell. The reporter then pointed to the press secretary's lectern and shouted, if you want to use that podium to try to take shots at me personally, which I don't appreciate, then I will raise my voice because that's wrong. The pair sputtered back and forth until finally McClellan said, I'm sorry you're getting all riled up about, to which Gregory replied, I am riled up because you're not answering the question. More power to Gregory and several other members of the usual somnambulant White House press corps for trying to get McClellan to answer a few questions about the misdeeds of the most powerful vice president in American history. The only frustrating thing is that Gregory and his compatriots were all excited about the secretive handling of the details regarding a hunting accident that, while troubling, can hardly be described as the most serious matter of concern with regard to Cheney. To be sure, a trigger-happy vice president makes for good feature stories, not to mention good comedy. But where were the demands for answers? Where was the the cry for accountability? Where were the shows of righteous indignation last week when it was revealed by the National Journal that Cheney's former chief of staff, Scooter Libby, had told a federal grand jury he was authorized by Cheney and other White House superiors to disclose classified information to journalists as part of a plot to defend the Bush administration's manipulation of P-War intelligence to make the case for going to war with Iraq? In the scheme of things, the many unanswered questions about whether the vice president of the U.S. engaged in a conspiracy to deceive Congress and the American people about reasons for entering a war that has now killed more than 2,200 Americans and tens of thousands of Iraqi civilians would seem to be a bigger deal than the same vice president's involvement in a hunting accident. True, it would be foolish to assume that Scott McClellan will be any more forthcoming about the administration's manipulation of pre-war intelligence and evidence of Cheney's involvement in efforts to attack those who exposed that manipulation than he has been about the manipulation of information regarding the vice president's gunplay. But if the press corps is going to rise from its slumber when it comes to Dick Cheney's secrecy and chicanery, would it make sense to get excited about the constitutional crisis as opposed to the beep's itchy trigger finger? not exactly what I just said? Right. And here's John Nichols on the nation coming out with it like uh, only moments later. Nice going, John. You go, boy. I think we're going to have about 1,000 votes by 11 o'clock this morning. I think that's unprecedented. That's because I put it on around 6 last night. 974. Well, it's going to be uh, tight. going to be really tight. 974. Well, oh, there's uh, that little girl's uh, killer there. There's uh, Kendall Coffey, the media hound.
5: Family members have different view. Judges are uh, going to really rely on the on the jury.
1: Fry his ass. Uh, crank up old Sparky again, right? Right on. Up there in Stark. Crank it up and fry his ass right on TV. Sure as hell beat all these stupid White House press conferences. 974 votes. What's, or Who or what is the biggest hype of all time? Good poll. Who came up with that? I did. What's well, about time? Religion 315. WMDs, nice going, Eric, 107. Howard Stern, 101. American Idol, 89. Super Bowl, 80. The Segway, 61. Broke-Ass Mountain, 37. Elvis, 37. I wonder if Elvis had ever spent any time up on Broke-Ass Mountain. Low-carb diets is stuck on... About 30, man. Tom Cruise, 24. Madonna, 24. The Olympics, 23. The Beatles, 16. is that Solomon would say, the Beatles. Doctors, 11. Low-fat diet, 7. That's at uh, Dr. Nene D- or Dean Ornish. I'm sorry, Dean Ornish. You know what kind of henny he likes? Cornish? Mm-hmm. That's it. And you know what? Gornish helping. <laughs> uh, MASH 7 and David Letterman 6 out of 982. Well, we got a shot at 1,000 in the next 10 minutes. We'll get there. We will get there. Are you excited about that? New yeah, media. I sure as hell am. And i got tomorrow's poll all set, thanks to our buddy, uh, although, Sean, it's, it's a great poll, but only one this time. <laughs> you see, even Sean's running out of material. Boy, after the first 2,500 polls, they start getting a little bit uh, difficult. Come up with something new and exciting for the South Florida crowd. It's always very demanding. Oh, we already done that one. That's uh, boring. What are you going to do tomorrow? Yeah, what do we got for us today, huh? Come on. Come on. Better get with it. Uh-oh. <coughs> you know, all that stuff that they uh, shine your teeth with? Oh, yeah. They put all oh, boy. in there. Oh, <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Mafia wife from Boca says, husband killed Jimmy Hoffa and threatens a soprano suit. This is a great story. I've got a lot of great stories today. i got Cindy Sheehan's uh, article on michaelmore.com. Got that story about Wayne Gretzky, two million bucks that he's lost in Vegas. But he's not a gambler, you understand. I understand. Man, I got a lot of schmutz in my throat. You may have to finish the show. All right. that bad? I may may have to go back to my uh, hygienist for a degousing. (laughs) Yeah. Fort Lauderdale, a self-proclaimed mafia wife, said Monday that her family history was improperly used as the model for the TV series The Sopranos, and that her late husband once told her he had murdered former Teamsters President Jimmy Hoffa, to which we say,
0: All right.
1: I sure like that movie a lot. Hoffa? Hoffa. Don't think I
5: saw it.
0: You didn't see that movie? I don't think so. Come on, man.
5: I will put it down on the
1: list. Boy. Now, who, who was in that? Was it was it Joe Pesci that was in that? That uh, played his uh, assistant? I don't know. Well, you can probably Google it right now and find out who it was. It was somebody there. No, it was uh, Danny uh, DeVito. Ah, okay. I knew it was a little guy. Kind of funny. funny looking. Danny DeVito. Linda Melito rhymes with DeVito, 59. Well, it's got an O on the end of it. Oh, said her husband, Louis Melito, told her in 1988 during an argument while they were driving over New York's Veronzano neros Bridge (coughs) that he had killed Hoffa in Detroit and dumped his remains near one of the bridge's stanchions. When's the last time you heard that word, stanchions? Uh, I think that might be the first time. No, come on. Louis Melito, a high-ranking or made member of the Gambino crime family, disappeared two weeks after that conversation and is presumed dead. No.
5: By the way, something. Yeah? Danny DeVito directed that
1: movie. Wow. How do you like that? He was great. Although he got he got uh, had there in the end, he got had in that uh, uh, diner by that punk that came up. Oh, I'm such a big fan of Baba B and and then Bada Bing. I really do feel that Louis did it," said Linda Melito, who has written a, one book about her life titled Mafia Wife, and is writing another that includes the Hoffa claims. Louis was as tough as could be. You wouldn't want to go near his punch, even in Hawaii, Mo. Melito, now resident of Boca, made her claims at a news conference where she also threatened to sue HBO, Tribeca Productions, and a screenwriter for allegedly taking her family's store without compensating her. Melito contends that The Sopranos contains numerous parallels to her life that were somehow taken from information she shared with the writer for a TV movie called Witness to the Mob that first aired in May of 98. Among those purported parallels, The Sopranos had ducks in their backyard pool. The Melitos had, oh, too bad uh, Chaney'd know about it. Yeah. The Melitos had ducks in a backyard pond in Staten Island, New York. Tony Soprano loves to repeatedly watch The Godfather. Louis Melito watched it dozens of times. How unusual all these oh, yeah, things the are, are, you know. Like ducks the in the, the backyard, right. people who watch The Godfather a lot. Uh Tony Soprano couldn't stand up to his mother. Louis Melito couldn't either. Both families had an older daughter and a younger son, and both lived in suburban houses on hills. Wow, all of those things are so extraordinarily unique right. that I would have to uh side with <laughs> her. Uh, For for a piece, for a little piece, like Hyman Roth would say, I just want a piece. Several actors who would go on The Sopranos, including Michael Imperioli, also appeared in The Witness movie. Imperioli, who plays Tony Soprano's nephew Christopher on the series, was cast as Louis Melito in the earlier film. What do I want from them? Fair compensation, Melito said, I'm just trying to do what's right. HBO spokeswoman Toby Becker said there was no merit to Melito's claims. The series created by David Chase begins its sixth season, March 12th, and George says, forget about it. The Sopranos is...
5: Huh? It's sad. It was tragic that it... Well, uh, maybe it'll make a comeback. T-
1: you don't know. Don't prejudge. I think it's too late. The Sopranos is wholly the creation of David Chase and his team of writers, Becker said. Becker executives didn't immediately return a phone call for comment. bada beep ba boop But a The firm... As for Hoffa, Milito's claims are the latest in long list of theories that have surfaced over the years since his 75 disappearance near Detroit. One of the most famous is the unproven contention that is buried under Giants Stadium in New Jersey. Don Clinney, spokesman for the FBI's Detroit field office, said he hadn't previously heard of Alito, but that every tip involving Hoffa is investigated. It's still a pending case, Cheney, or Clinney said. We run these leads out to see if there's anything to them. Hoffa was last seen July 30th, 30, 1975, at a restaurant in Bloomfield Township outside Detroit. Hoffa was on his way to a meeting with New Jersey Teamsters boss Anthony Provenzano and Detroit Mafia captain Anthony Giacconi, Giac- Giacalone. and investigators believe Hoffa was killed to prevent him from regaining the presidency of the Teamsters. Of course, then there were those who believed that uh, Hoffa was responsible for the killing of both the Kennedys and that this was like uh, payback. This times can be a bitch. Now, you've heard those stories, too, I'm sure. Yeah, but I don't buy that. You don't buy that? No. You mean don't. the Kennedys certainly wouldn't have anybody killed, right? No, of course not. President oh, and President and Senators, now, that was an accident, and somebody got hurt, you know. A thousand and seven votes, it's four minutes before 11. Are you writing this down on your sleeve, on your armpit? Put a big tattoo right where Ed Norton had his tattoo, over your heart, where he had that swastika. That was such a damn good movie, man. Thanks to all the people that recommended that American History X. You're welcome. Well, you were one of them, but there were a whole lot of people out there, who said you just got to see this. You i you
5: call one at a time and say you're welcome right back to you.
1: No, no, I'll pass. A thousand and uh, nine, a thousand and fifteen. They're coming in in gigantic chunks now. Can you smell it? And this is Neil Rogers, rock solid.
4: This is five sixty This is the Neil Rogers show. This is your brain. Any questions?
3: You fell. Tommy's through with Mimi Look at what she's losing She divorced her Top Gun Now Tom can go out cruising Ooh, Tommy, Tommy Mimi, Mimi What's he got that I don't? What's his great appeal? Rectum. He's got looks and talent. What's the great big deal? Ooh, Cocktail, Rain Man, Tommy, 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 Tommy. Tommy. Tommy.
2: Yeah, did you see, they were—they
1: uh, got a new deal now. They got cartoons that they came not not cartoons, but like simulations from Top Gun, Tom Cruise, and I think it was Keanu Reeves. They were like doing their own version of uh, bare-ass mounting. I say something like that—not the movie, but just the act. Cindy Sheehan writes, "Boy, we better get some calls in here if we ever get any." You know, right. Take I'm just, I'm are, just yeah. off on such a run now. That I got my mouth all cleaned out. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have told me over the years, a lot of old ladies. Right. You hey, better clean up your filthy mouth. You're such a potty
7: mouth. You miserable bastard.
1: And, of course, most of those old bags are dead right now. So all I can say is, oh! hallelujah. Just like that guy yesterday. And another thing. And another thing. You chased Mo out of time. It sounded like his boyfriend. <laughs> Man, it sounded like maybe it was a Curly. You think? I that could guy be. was just really? ripped up into a frenzy. He so, although he was listening. Let's let's tip our cap, our uh, schmata, to, the, to that guy. Even though he would uh, deny it. He was monitoring anyway. 567. I'll just give the numbers out in case anybody's got any input or output. I probably doubt it. 5670560. Oh, Pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. They're all bent out of shape because I don't want to make a big simus of the dictating thing. Which I, you know, I got another story on it. I think I put it on the bottom of the pop. John Nichols said it so well. You know, Mm -hmm. silly crap is what gets the American public all whipped up into a frenzy. Something a little bit more complex than, you know, bird hunting is a little bit beyond the scope of uh, most Americans. Evidently, either that or they just don't give a crap about it. You know, well, all politicians are crooks. And just because we got this war, and just because we got the Muslims all whipped up into a frenzy and hate us like poison. Somebody I know once said it's called stirring the hornet's nest, poking in it. Yeah, them. who would say that? Yeah. And uh, was absolutely correct, as it turns absolutely out. Absolutely
8: correct, sir. WQAM, hello. What's wrong with a little hunting? Right?
1: right. You know what?
8: Uh, WQAM,
1: hello. Hi. Well, two birds with one stone. Hi. Evan Chaney can't do that. How do you like that? With one shot. Excellent. 567-0560. <laughs> oh, Boy, I tell you, I knew it was going to be a good day. I told you. Oh, you could feel it huh? Yeah. Just wiped them both out even better than your VP. WQYN,
8: hello. Uh, Neil, God, yes, I can't yes, believe it. Believe How it. are you, sir? Pretty good. Uh, say, I uh, I'm over here in uh, in the land of Beasley, the uh, the one ball uh, uh, radio station. Yeah. And uh, I haven't really heard you in about five years, Neil. I'm, well, here uh, I am. Uh, what happened to Amsterdam? Last time I heard you was about the year 2000, sometime yeah. in the summer. We it's still there. Well, you're not living there? I, no,
1: I'm not tired. living there. I, it's, uh, the apartment there was unsanitary and unhabitable, and the city is a schmutzy and old. I don't want to be there.
8: God, things change. Yeah, things
1: change in broadcasting. Some, a great broadcaster once told me that.
8: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just in awe, Neil. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. You're, well,
1: you're, thank you for making your call, and don't make that God. mistake again. Okay. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. What happened to Amsterdam? Last time I was there, it was still there. Not that I want to go back anytime, so I'll let you guys go there and check it all out. All right. I'll use the apartment. What the hell? Where's the. Uh, I don't think I have that drop in anymore. My God, where he says things change in broadcasting. Remember that? No. Nope. I, I was stalled. I was looking for that. I don't, I don't got it. I don't have it. You got it? But you do remember that clip, right? Vaguely. Yeah. Looking for things change in broadcasting. Uh, and then there was always. What that. word did you say? There was always that one, too. But... No, got no, it. So sorry. It. So evidently it was a, probably a propitious thing they didn't try to find it. Five six seven 0, 5, 60, pound 560. What happened to Amsterdam? What happened to that uh, WW2? How did that thing turn out? And how about that Uncivil War? How was that? WQAM, hello. Hi,
8: uh, is this 0560?
1: This is A560. 0560, that's it.
8: Okay, I just wanted to Oh, know, no, wait, like, this uh, is uh, oh, 08560.
1: What's that? I said, uh, what do you got?
8: I just wanted to call and say you guys are great. I'm out from California, turned on the radio, uh, definitely entertaining. Just wanted to thank you all.
1: Thanks a lot. Where are you from in wow. California?
8: Uh, Santa Rosa, about an hour north of San Francisco, wine country.
1: I'll be then. Beautiful place. Thanks a lot, Pally. Thank you. Don't stick Bye around in yeah. to Florida too long, man. It'll rot your mind.
8: Mm-hmm. What's
1: that? I said have a great trip back. Thanks very much. Okay. All right. I <laughs> know well, he didn't hear me, but I'm just uh, trying to give him some good advice. Yeah. Don't stick around in South Florida too long because it will rot your brain. He'll It'll uh, turn you into a vegetable, man. Turn you into The into peanut people that. like it, but other than that, nobody wants to be turned into a vegetable. Cindy Sheehan says, for the love of God, can't you make him stop? That's for the love of... Hail God! Former President George Bush took a shot at protester Cindy Sheehan on France. It's a good thing Bush was the one and not your vice president took the shot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Speaking to students at the University of Mary Harding uh, Baylor or something like that. Oh, don't tell me this is one of these stories that's chopped off. Oh, no. Bush told the audience if she shows up to their church as expected, she'll have to deal with his wife, Barbara. (laughs) Mud fight. This is Bush 1. On President's Day, February 20th, Gold Star Families for Peace, Veterans for Peace, and Code Pink are sponsoring an action in Houston, Texas. Near the elder Bush's estate called, for the love of God, can't you make him stop? We'll be demonstrating, this is written by Cindy Sheehan, we'll be demonstrating in front of George Sr. and Barr's Church. That's a Barb, it should be. Bar. Saint Mar- well, it's supposed to be Barb. St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston, 4 to 7 p.m. on President uh, Day, Monday, February 20th. And we have something to say to the Bush family, who apparently send their women to fight their battles. Bring him on. Mrs. Bush can read my sign with a big picture of my son Casey on it, which will read, Your son killed my son. Make him stop. George Sr. says that I'll have to deal with Barbara. Well, she will have to deal with me, and she'll have to deal with... Amy Brim, who's, uh, Branham, whose son Jeremy was killed while in training to be deployed to Iraq. Juan Torres, whose son John was killed in Afghanistan while he was trying to expose the active drug trade on his post. Beatrice Saldivar, whose nephew Daniel Torres, was killed in Iraq. Dee Dee Miller, whose son, whose nephew Casey, was killed in Iraq. And Bill Mitchell, whose son Michael, was killed in the same incident in Iraq that my son was killed in. We have some questions for Barbara, so we hope that she'll come. Here are a few of our questions. If you think that this war is such a noble cause, why aren't any of your children or grandchildren in combat over in Iraq? Do you think that any of us wanted to trouble our pretty minds with images of flag graped coffins? Only for us, they weren't images. They were actual flag graped coffins carrying our dear loved ones. Not only are we troubled by these images, they're imprinted in our hearts and souls forever. About how much money do you think the Bush family has raped from America over the years from war profiteering? Did you ever wash little George's mouth out with soap for lying? Lately, we have heard from Larry Wilkerson how the intelligence and all the pre-invasion posturing was a hoax. How do you think that makes us feel? Our children are dead because of a trick, because of a trick played on the world by your son and his administration. How many innocent Iraqis have died? How many are your family willing to have die before the travesty in Iraq ends? I'm sure that we'll think of many more questions between now and next week. So we Gold Star Families for Peace invite you, Mrs. Barbara Bush, to a tea party in front of your church on February 20th at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Come and deal with us. We welcome the opportunity to speak with you. We'll set an extra place at our tea party for truth for you. Come and join us. Cindy Sheehan. How do you like that? You think Babs is going to be there? No. No way. Bar, Just like the sun, man, he'll run the other direction. And then, of course, the White House will put out their usual smear and schmear. Credit. Right. Smear and He's schmear. tool of the left. As wing only the they can cargo. do better than anybody else, you know? Leave, leave it to a couple of draft dodgers to smear and schmear, uh, you know, mm-hmm. e- even as waffling as he is, a war hero like John Kerry. But nevertheless, don't confuse the public with the fact all they know about is the vice president is <coughs> bird hunting and shot some old coot. Look at this. Somebody took the trouble to fax this to us. We already had this yesterday, but that's okay. Right. Here you go again. We already had this yesterday.
5: Isn't this more uh, more up to date?
1: No. Okay. Sorry. Beasley Broadcast Group yesterday announced severe decreases, uh, severe decreases in fourth quarter profits, but more modest decreases for the year. Beasley, of course, you know one thing that maybe I don't know if this article mentions or not. I told you this before the show. The fourth quarter for everybody had to be way down, and mm-hmm. one of the reasons that they don't mention here, forget about those dolphin games, was the hurricane. There's yes. a whole month of that fourth quarter that basically you can write off because who the hell was uh, doing advertising? Most of the businesses were closed part of the time, some of them a uh, good majority of the time. So how was uh, doing radio advertising or any other kind of advertising during the fourth quarter of 2005? You morons, okay? You idiots at the Naple News, whatever it is. Shares of Beasley closed. Oh, look at that. Down to
4: 6.7. Don't
1: buy BBGR. Closed at 1376. they down 24 cents from the previous close for the year. By the way, anybody doesn't know Beasley, it's a company that owns this radio station, and we're pretty embarrassed and humiliated by it. They're a bunch of nose pickers. Bunch of Yehus. In fact, if you saw the movie Deliverance, that little kid with a banjo up in the tree—that was one of the Beasley's kin. In fact, he may have been the. That, how many years ago was that? What year was Deliverance? 78? Uh, 80s, 76, 70, right? Huh? Yeah. What would you say? 76, 78? seventy-eight. I'm saying seventy-eight. I'll Probably seventy-six. What? Is, what is it? Did you I, Google it yet? Do what it does. Yeah. Google it.
5: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Come on. Seventy-two. It. 72. All right. Seventy-two. Holy cow. Wow, Holy Toledo, as Rick Weaver would say. And we sure wish he was here. For the year, Beasley reported measly profits of only $10.7 million in 2005. Poor babies. And they blamed the decline operations in several markets, notably Miami and Las Vegas. Maybe that's part of the reason that we got a new general manager, a new sales manager, and going to blow out most of that sales staff. That sucks. Beasley's Miami station no longer has Dolphin football games, a broadcast contract, and political advertising was down in 2005. That's because there wasn't any. S- said Caroline and Bruce Beasley, the company's president and vice president, respectively. <laughs> oh, yeah. Respect my ass. It was tough losing the Dolphins, from which Beasley had received about $1.6 million in revenue. Let me say it again. In revenue, But how much did we pay for the rights? That's the question. Is that net revenue, or is that uh, gross revenue? pretty gross, if you ask me. And it's even more gross when you realize that the losers across the street are paying $4.5 million a year for five years for the rights to broadcast that crap with Jimmy Syphilis, that silly uh, whimpering uh, faggot, and uh, what's his name? Joe Rose. God almighty. How pathetic. We got over a 1,000 votes on the poll. Who or what is the biggest type, uh, hype of all time? 1,050 votes. Religion, 342. WMD's, 124. By the way, that's tagged with a small F, Jimmy. Uh, Howard Stern, 103. American Idol, 97. Or is it with a capital F? Super Bowl, 84. The Segway, 64. Elvis, 39. Broke Ass Mountain, speaking of that, 38. Low carb diets are stuck on. Top 30, man. I still got the same. Tommy Cruz, 26. Madonna, 25, the Olympics, 24, the Beatles, 18, Doctors, 12, low-fat diets, 11. That's Dean Ornish and uh, a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. MASH, 7, and David Letterman, only 6. They love David Letterman. I can't tell you whether I like David Letterman. I haven't watched his show in, oh, man, about 100 years. That's been a while. Huh? Well, when you get to be my age, you're not staying up until, like, uh, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning to watch David Letterman. And certainly not Jay Leno with that, uh, you know, the chins have it. What a jackass. God, what a no-talent piece of turd. Anyway, like I said, we're going to take a 1,000 calls today, aren't we? Let's do it. Or maybe we just take more. Well, what do you mean? Let, let's do this. <laughs> this
4: is Neil Rogers.
1: I'll get that money in for the Beasleys, baby. Put that cash register planking. I want
3: to blow out my that why did I buy B-B-G-I?
7: Got a deal for the mail thing. The station that delivers presents Aliveman. A Deliverance Weekend, all weekend <laughs> long. You can qualify by winning video cassettes of the movie Deliverance. Yes. We require that you listen to the radio all weekend long. Don't say anything, just do The grand prize winner will be flown to Dothan, Georgia for a canoe trip for two down the Cahulawassi River. including accommodations in beautiful Andree. It's <laughs> easy to win. Now let's see if this drop's going Let's take right on. famous. Take a Simply be the test caller every time you hear Ned Beatty
6: squeal
7: like <laughs> <I'm> a pig. Squeal, squeal! It's the Deliverance weekend all weekend long <laughs> from a station
1: that gets you where it is. <laughs> Q95. 1116, Speaking of the Beasley's, millions of Katrina aid wasted. Review fines four hundred and thirty eight bucks a night paid for New York hotel room. Did you see that? No. no. One of the glitziest hotels in the city. In its rush to provide Katrina disaster aid, FEMA wasted millions of dollars and overpaid for hotel rooms, including a $438 a day lodging in New York City. Government investigators said yesterday, two reports released by the GAO and the Homeland Security Department's orifice of Inspector General detail a series of accounting flaws, fraud, or mismanagement of their initial review of how 80, uh, $85 billion in federal aid is being spent. The two audits found that up to 900,000 of the two and a half we had this yesterday, but it's worth repeating again uh, in case anybody missed it. Mm -hmm. Up to 900,000 of the two and a half million applicants have received aid under FEMA's emergency assistance program, which included the $2,000 debit cards given to evacuees. Remember those? They had them and they didn't have them. uh, Right. Were based on duplicate or invalid Social Security numbers or false addresses and names. That's almost half, sounds like to me, if my math is correct. Two and a half million, 900,000, almost 50%. How do you like that? Separately, the Justice Department said yesterday the federal prosecutors have filed fraud theft, and other charges against 212 people accused of scams related to Gulf Coast hurricanes. Forty people have pleaded guilty so far. The latest report by the Hurricane Katrina Fraud Task Force is saying many defendants were accused of trying to obtain emergency aid, typically a $2,000 debit card issued to hurricane victims by FEMA and the Red Cross. Oh, yeah, I'll take one of those. You want a couple? How about 100? Okay. Thousands of additional dollars appear to have been squandered on hotel rooms for evacuees that were paid at retail rather than the contractor's lower estimated cost. They included $438 in New York City and beachfront condominiums in Panama City at 375 bucks a night. Beachfront condos in Panama City. Have you ever been on a beach in Panama City? No. Oh, what a beautiful place, man. All the and go there, man. All the born-again Christians, they come there and them school buses and groups from Tennessee, and they all uh, get out on the beach and just bang their brains out for Jesus. The two audits were released by the Senate Homeland Security Committee as the panel wrapped up its investigation of the federal government's preparation and response to the disaster. What a joke! What a freaking joke! And then it says, "On the plus side." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I'll leave that to your imagination. On the right. plus side. That's nice. I couldn't get a chuckle. At downtown people. Mickey Brown. Heck of a job, Brownie and Mickey cheered off, baby. They slipped us the Mickey, is what they did. You want me to give you like a little uh, heads up on tomorrow's poll? Okay. What is the gayest thing a so-called straight guy oh, can do? The, the Sean suggestion, yeah. I yeah, mean, Sean had some, suggested this. Something to add to it. You do have something to do well Let's see what I got here so far. All right. Watch Bare Ass Mountain. Don't that's do it, by right. the way. Worst movie you'll ever see in your life. It is so slow and ponderous you'll fall asleep before they even do it. Naked fraternity hazing. Wear pink shirts. Wear a thong at the beach. Well, I don't wear no pink. Well, I guess I have had a pink shirt yeah painting. I mean I don't need to wear a pink shirt gay yeah. uh, pink panties? Uh, wear a thong at the beach hold a small dog while driving I, d- I don't think I get that one Women well, what do does that, that
5: mean to do that all the time so Oh, I see I guess if you're a guy and you do that. Well, what
1: about holding a small baby while you're driving like Brittany, is that count that makes you stupid hey Brittany, you fairy use body wash kiss another guy and now the reason I put that on there is because the uh, Western European or all Europeans even the Eastern Europeans very commonplace even like in Italy the uh, teenagers, like they'll, you know, congregate somewhere and they'll see a friend of theirs and they kiss on the, on the cheek, both yeah, cheeks. I see. What? No. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, if an American sees that, they freak out. Right away they think, uh, uh, fair, you are know. Uh listen to Neil Rogers, cry at a movie or vote Democrat. All right. You like that list? That's a pretty good list yeah, so far. What do you have?
5: Get a manicure slash pedicure, I guess, either either or. or both. Well, now,
1: now, Kim bo Camper was on there last uh, week talking about, I heard the very beginning of his show He's talking about he just came from getting a... Something, pedicure, manicure, whatever.
5: I stand by my statement.
1: Unless Are you calling Kimba bow Camper a uh, wimp? Not to his face. That's because he's not standing here. So <laughs> I'd be singing a oh. tune. Yeah, you sure as that would he squash you like a bug? Good God. Get a manicure slash pedicure. That's good. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound, five, sixty, in the Verizon singular wireless line. I think we got a pretty good list. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes?
7: Yes.
0: Uh, I oh, me. God. Oh.
1: There's another one that Cheney needs to get. WQAM, hello.
0: Yes, good afternoon. Is this Neil?
1: Good evening, yes.
0: Yeah, Neil, uh, have you ever been to Panama City, sir? I, I've heard your... Uh, yes, your, I have uh, been
1: to Panama City. It's a beautiful place.
8: Uh, well, let me ask you this, then.
1: And, and I'm not talking about Panama City, Florida, by the way.
8: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, back to You're, you're sorry with
1: what? Well, sa- well, what are you, you know, talking about?
8: Do you know that ha- Mr. Howard hates you?
1: I beg your pardon? It's
5: Reverend
8: Jones. You heard. Yeah. No, it isn't, uh, uh, George. Please put down your hash pipe and put up. Would you? Uh, uh-huh. I really a... hates you because of what you've done to him in his career,
1: sir. Yeah. No, he did yeah. it to his uh, own career, sir. sir. There's the tip off, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pathetic. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. It was worth it though. Pound five sixty of the Verizon Singular Wireless line. Trust me, when you get a one one in the book, you did it to your own career, and he's done it everywhere he's ever been. But why am I dignifying this idiot? WQAM, Hello.
8: Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Do, do, do. This is oh, porn. chronic,
1: go away! No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking to the chronic's all the mouth breeders. Okay, we had one new guy who's from California, and he's probably. In, he's probably. <laughs> no, seriously, he's probably in his SUV right now, headed back. I don't blame him. Oh, Just oh, keep listening, back. pal. You'll be out of here before one o'clock. Hope you didn't sell that house already. Oh boy, the land of the lost, South Florida, la la land. All this crap about. Oh well, all the people from the uh, Northeast were stranded down here. Believe you me, they're probably weeping about being stranded because of the snowstorm, you know, the uh, nor'easter. Oh, brother. Right. Anybody gets stranded there more than, like, five extra minutes. Here's line nine. This one's always good for a yuck. QAM. WQAM, hello.
7: Wow, this is almost as bad as George doing the
8: show.
1: <laughs> almost, but not quite. WQAM, hello.
8: Excuse me, I got a cold.
1: That's okay. Uh, oh, about all of your bones. That sounds like the thing in the hospital, you know what? to the blood uh, pressure. It's, it's hard WQAM, hello. Oye, oh, yeah.
3: Neil, yeah, what happened yeah. to the Republic of Dominicana?
1: What about it?
8: <laughs> Nothing. Hey, uh, there's a it's still,
1: it's still there. still there, man. It's right next to where the Haitians are writing about those fixed elections.
0: Times change, man. Um On the Daily Show last night, there was a thing about that uh the shooting. The yeah, shooting.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. I'm really surprised. I don't want to hear about, uh, you know, Jay Leno and David Letterman, the Daily Show and a shooting. Like I said, American people are a bunch of simpering idiots. And the important stuff, uh, they can't even be, they don't even get worked up to a sweat about. But some silly ass crap like a little bird shot because uh, this guy's out there shooting and hunting like some kind of a redneck. Uh, What do you expect from a guy from Wyoming anyway? And by the way, I might point out to you, not only has he got a lesbian daughter, but, you know, bare ass mountain, it's in Wyoming. How do you like that? That's the new gay state. Apparently. WQYM. Hello.
8: Good morning, guys. Hey, uh, I heard that uh, the Pentagon is not denying
0: that there's an active
2: plan now for Iran.
0: Um, there's stuff in some of the international papers. I don't, I know that nothing has popped up here
1: in the U.S., but I don't know if you guys have come across any articles of that. I just read it yesterday. It's on our website.
2: Okay. Well, I'm in the car. So. Okay.
1: Excellent. Don't don't feel bad. Don't have to apologize. I mean, you <laughs> don't want to be looking at your computer while you're in the car. That'll probably be next, though. People will be surfing the net while they're driving. Right. Right. Good luck to you. All right, guys. Okay. Good luck. We need it. Good luck to all of us. Happy Valentine's Day to the three ladies we got listening out there, because it's just not ladylike to listen to this show, and of course the guys can't listen because that makes them gay. So don't leave us with too much. Let's see. Mike in Melbourne says ride a tandem bike. What?
5: All right, like a bicycle built for two. Is that what they're talking about?
1: Well, it just says a tandem
5: bike. Oh, I don't, I don't know what I'm that gonna... means. Is that a side by side? I don't know, but I'm putting Mike in a...
1: Melbourne. Evidently sure. knows. Maybe up in Melbourne they, uh, you know. They that do that.
5: It does remind me of another thing that we could put on there. What's that? Riding a scooter.
1: Oh, you're going to say a Vespa.
5: Well, that's what they're called over there, but yes. that's what. That's ride what a Vespa, about. okay. It's a scooter.
1: Okay, that's scooter. A, so the brand name. I guess if you ride the scooter, he gets get sore about it. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> Sorry, I asked. Cor's got the coffee on. Time to go home, Scooter. How about if you ride Scooter Libby? 5670560, oh, pound 560. Uh, what kind of a name for a guy is Libby anyway?
8: WQAN,
2: hello. Hey, what's happening? How you doing, sir? Hey,
8: that faggery pole. What about all these athletes slapping each other's
2: ass? Ass slapping. Oh, that sounds good Come to me. Ass
8: slapping. Come
1: slapping. <laughs> all right. Excellent choice. Yeah, I told you the to calls are fabulous, on. and you wanted me to just cut them right out of the show. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Think I'm going to do that kind of work again in my daughtering age? No, no way. No, I'm sure Sit I'm here gonna... reading for four hours every day, all those Andrea pies here from the New York Post. I remember those days like it, was a, like it was a nightmare, like I had a gigantic tumor removed from my uh, earlobe. God. And that Miguel running around, ah, this is awful, this sucks, blah, 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 blah. By the way, how's that Best of Neil thing coming? Coming along fine. What? I haven't heard of one word about, you know? There's nothing to hear. It's how's nice. that sales department coming? Can we get any new copy this month? No. Huh? Well, it's a good thing we got Brian Schmutz back. He'll kick those guys' ass right back into shape. He'll stomp on them. He's big enough to do it. I see he and his wife are procreating like bunny rabbits. Well, they got and the quota. And the rumor has it the first one was, like, spawned at the uh, Macarena in that, in that box. That's what well, right. I mean, conceived. Yeah, in the QM box. We got almost 1,100 votes, and it's only 1130. What kind of song and dance is this today? This is shocking. We got 1,095 votes on this poll. Aren't you amazed? Yeah, I Who or what is the biggest type of all time? Religion, 352. In Chinese, they call it bubble micies. WMD is 137. I'm only reading the top four. Howard Stern, 111. I guess you either love him or you hate him, right? Or you, uh, maybe you don't want to pay You like him, but not enough to pay for it. An American Idol 100.
4: I like him yeah. a lot,
1: but not enough to pay for it.
4: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560
0: QAM. Oh, my God. And hey, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Don't like all oh, the heartburn dum, dum, dum. Every time I see dum, 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 That retarded dimwit On my TV <laughs> He's President Trump oh. Republican muscled in An inarticulate idiot I don't know why they won't. But now he's here, first through the neck for years With president Thumbs Abu Dhabi, ready Oh, what I guess do, now vote once more And guess who we all voted for Find this drunken rich kid. Dum, 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 he's even dumber than me. He's president. Of <laughs> you don't care what it took. You got him in by hook or crook. The Christian right knows what's up. You and I but have no fear. We've got a great leader president of You failed. The president The, you president the, uh, president the, the uh, wounded man is out of intensive care.
1: Let's hear it for old uh, Whittington, whatever the hell his name is, whoever he
5: is. Apparently they had to leave most of those uh, pebbles uh, in his face.
1: Oh, hey, oh, at his age and his, can, did you see him? Uh, it uh, can yeah, make no a difference. old, old crone. Right, exactly. In fact, it'll probably be a mark of distinction. And it'll teach him to be out there uh, coot hunting again with some old coot like your vice president. Mm-hmm. It's a game that couldn't shoot straight. At least they're consistent. Here's a fact from Deb who says, for the pool tomorrow, highlight your hair. And then she's also got a great future pull, which I'm not going to say because then they'll call in for it. Right. Thank you, Deb. That's a good one. That's a very that? good choice, yes. That's a very good choice. I never done that one. Did you? Frost the tips. Are, oh,
5: excuse me. Who are you talking? Are you talking to Josh? Highlight my hair. Frost my tips. Yes. For the pool tomorrow, highlight yeah. your hair. And you're asking me if I've ever done that? How long have you
1: known me? I'm asking you if you've ever done that poll that she's suggesting. Oh, I'm sorry. What is wrong with you, man? You are so uptight. Is he uptight or what, what, huh? Tensitent right now. Jesus, man. Extra frost. Gray-haired old spick. Why don't you just relax? Why do
5: I have to frost my hair? No. You know know what
1: they do here a lot, and I I would say they would do it there a lot, too, but you don't have any uh, Orientals there. But here, we've are just got 400,000 Chinese alone in Toronto, but uh, the Chinese and the Filipinos especially which I was never, I don't think there are as many Filipinos in the world as there are here, and they're all gay, all of them. Apparently, that's what I've heard. I'm serious. Uh-huh. But they, the Chi- the Asians, the Orientals anyway, I keep saying the Asians. Yeah, whatever. And they, you, you, I, I cured you on that, and I'm reverting. The Orientals, they frost their hair, or they dye their hair, or at least they frost part of it, and it turns like purple. In other words, not the color, or maybe not purple, but like orange, you know, like, right. like, like a like cartoon uh, character.
5: It doesn't do it right.
1: No. And there's like a zillion of them, like, and they all look the same, and they all uh, float. Anyway, but thanks, Deb. That's a good one. Uh, highlight you're here. Also, now S- Steve Faxed one in, but I've kind of like modified it, because he says walking around naked in the locker room at the gym. Now I just put it going to the gym. All right. Yeah, guys who go to the gym, I would say ninety nine percent Okay. Guys that want to take showers with <laughs> other guys, trust me when I tell you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, <laughs> and of course in the locker room, same difference. Right. 5670560, oh, pound 560. We got over 1100 votes on the pool. It's just shocking what's going on here. We might actually have two. You know, you know what my goal is? I mean, you know, the, the whole uh, Sirius and XM thing, that, that forget about that. That's history. Not going to happen. The syndication thing, forget about that. It ain't going to happen. What I would like to do is somehow, because we get, I don't know, I would say about 1100, 1200 people listening online every day by the end of the show or by the end of the day who may have gone back and listened later on. Right. But I would like to, like, multiply that times uh, a lot, you know? And we mm-hmm. could do that if more people knew that the show was here. Because we don't charge anything to listen to the show. It's for free right there online on com. That's right. Now, how the hell do we go about doing that? Remember I suggested I could spend, mm-hmm. you know, five grand or something putting an ad in the USA today just just promoting the website. Yeah. And then look at all the money that Eric would be making. <laughs> Maybe about 40, huh, 40, 50 cent a week? Whoa. Or something like that. Hey, listen, don't be knocking Eric, man. He's doing you know, it. I love Eric. And I sure hope he's feeling better. He was sick as a dog. Was it yesterday or I guess it was yesterday? Yesterday, the day before. Today. Well, maybe. And, and Brian was <laughs> sick before. yesterday and today, so. What was? Everybody's done, got something. Oh, no, I don't got nothing. I got nice, clean, sharp, uh, spring, uh, smiley teeth. You got teeth? And I don't have them in a glass, c- contrary to what Moe's golfing buddies said. And one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> I, I'm sure he said one more thing. He kept saying that. But one that more thing. What a jackass. Paul, Americans nervous about Iran. Bush's approval rating drops to 39%. Oh, 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 how do you like that? 39. That's, that's as low as I've seen it anywhere. Of course, those 39% ought to go out uh, bird hunting with your vice president. Americans are nervous about the prospect of a nuclear-armed Iran, but also worry about the ability of the U.S. and the United Nations to deal with the situation. A CNN, USA Today, Gallup, Isaac Schwartz poll released yesterday suggests. Iran says it's developing a nuclear program to provide energy. The U.S., France, England, and Germany suspect Iran aims to develop nuclear weapons.
8: Oh, my God.
1: Last month, Iran removed U.N. monitoring seals from its equipment and said it was beginning nuclear research. Or is that nuclear? The poll was taken between Thursday and Sunday, and they say they fear the Bush administration will be too quick to use military force if diplomacy fails, and at the same time are concerned the administration won't do enough to keep Iran from developing nuclear weapons. It's kind of like a uh, catch-22. Most respondents saw a high chance that if Iran were to develop nuclear weapons, it would use them against the U.S. or its ally, Israel. Fifty-nine percent thought Iran would use nuclear weapons against the U.S., and 80 percent that the Iranians would hand them over to... I'd say we'd just give Israel a bunch of uh, homentoshen for poor men and say, good luck to you guys. You're, we're we're right. out. You might have to huh? learn diplomacy. You guys that, all deal with it yourselves, and right. the only people we're going to talk to are the guys that got the oil. That's all. We good like good the oily point. bird. Right. Because, like the president said, we're getting away from that dependence on Middle East and all these uh, rogue regimes with oil. (laughs) Right. I read that story. Oh, my God. I can't believe that they weren't all peeing in their pants. June Allison was standing there. Mm -hmm. She had, like, six cartons of the pens for a State of the Onion address. the other night. What a joke.
5: I read the story you posted. I don't know if you mentioned it, how he cut the budget for the research for those things. Of course. It's
1: just window dressing, man. It's just verbiage. That's all. Just talking to a bunch of uh, morons. And they're all getting up, hey, hooray, oh, like a bunch of idiots. They should have been throwing spitballs. More thought that Iran would use the weapons against Israel, 77% and about as many. See, it's really interesting. I want you to stop and think about this. Israel has, we don't know how many nuclear weapons, but a whole bunch. Okay? Probably plenty. And we, we have decided that it's okay. We, meaning the U.S., a right have decided that it's fine for Israel to land. And not only that, but they lie about it. But it's okay for them to have nukes, But for any of these horrible uh, Shvata heads, they can't have it. Yes. And they sold the secrets to China, let's not mention that. Well, cut the crap. Sorry. And by the way, Sharon is uh, they still turning his kishkis out. Eighty-one percent thought Iran would give them to the terrorists who wanted to use them against Israel. So, again, this thing goes all the way back 5,000 years. The Arabs and the Jews, they keep killing each other. And I say, let them have a good time. Sure. Maybe it'll end. 68% of the respondents called for economic and diplomatic action to keep Iran away from atomic weapons, while only 9% called for military uh, action. Uh, poor Alicia Bridges, where is she when we need her the most, huh? Action! There she is. Respondents also put a little faith in the UN, with 51% saying they weren't confident that the international community could handle Iran. 20% said, What's the UN? Moreover, 69% said they were concerned the Bush administration would be too quick to use military force. 67% were also concerned the U.S. wouldn't do enough to keep Iran from it. So, like I said, those stats are meaningless. But the respondents' concerns were echoed in President Bush's overall approval rating, which dropped from 42% in the poll taken in February now to, uh, let's see, February 6th to 9th, to the one taken over the weekend, 39% and dropping like a, how do you like that? Fifty-six percent of respondents said they disapproved of the way he's handling his job. Only a 39 percent of uh, the public uh, likes what he's doing. And that's because all of those 39 percent are like multimillionaires. They like them tax cuts. Or brought again the Bible-funding thumping fundamentalists. Or both. The Armageddon crowd. The flat-earth crowd.
5: I like the Bible-funding people better.
1: The Bible-funding? Yeah, they're funding it all, right? Big time. And you better cut out those cartoons, man. Or you're going to have a bunch of ragheads and schmata heads run all around making, uh, blah, 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 like that yeah. lot of noise. Oh, yeah, bring it on. Okay. <laughs> oh. Easy for you to say there. Boy, if you saw what we got here, man. Yeah, what you got? You, you change your tune real quick. A lot of yeah. schmata heads. You wouldn't be getting in no cabs, I'll tell you that. 1,122 vote. Who or what is the biggest type of all time? Religion, 357. Is there any dude about it? No. WMDs, 148. Howard Stern, 114. I mean, if we didn't listen when it was for free, why would I pay for it? American Idol 105, Super Bowl 87, The Segway 66, just scoot your way down the street. Remember the scooting lady used it? Oh, yeah. Elvis 39, uh, Broke-Ass Mountain 38, please save your money. Low-Carb Diets 32, The Olympics 28, Tom Cruise 27, Madonna 25, The Beatles 20, Doctors 12, Low-Fat uh, do- fat Diets. Oh, I should have said Low-Fad 11, Mash 7, and David Letterman Solamente says They love David.
4: This is Neil Rogers. Hey, go, 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 go. This is 560 QAM.
3: Suck it in and hold it. This is made.
7: What the fuck was I thinking about? Hey, Al. Hey, yeah. Ain't you Joe Pesci? Yeah, that's right. Well, allow me to introduce myself. I know how it enabled Delightful star of sport hole radio in salad bar theater. Good for you.
3: Now, if you don't mind, I want to get a <laughs>
7: out of here. It's not like me to gush, but can I take a picture of your hand? No. Come on. No, I don't
3: want no pictures. Okay,
7: okay. Well, how about raping me? Rape you? Sir. Yeah. You haven't done that yet. Hey,
3: what, what are you? Some kind of clown? What are, you, what are you, a comedian or something? Okay,
7: okay, a picture. A picture.
3: Did you hear what I told you? No picture. <laughs> pictures. Hold it. I think you're going to like this one. Come me, I said
7: no! Oh.
3: Give me that chance. Oh, not my Polaroid swinger! Come no, on! No, give me that camp! Oh. Here! Come by you and know. No, no,
1: no! 11-47-13 no. <laughs> 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 till noon, we got got Bull Camper, Kimbo Bow Camper, coming up at 2. Bull Camper, uh, Jim at yeah. <laughs> 4. Curtis Stevenson at 780K at 10. No hockey today, and of course no hockey for two weeks. We got that Olympic crap going on. You watch any of the Olympics? No. No. Tracy and Kendall says, what about the Y two K phenomenon of ninety nine? Good good one. All the hype and hysteria for today's poll. That's a good one, Tracy. As a matter of fact. Got it? Y two K? Why? Exactly. That's what you should ask Joe Bell yesterday, wasn't it? About three four hundred times.
3: Why you k we gonna die When all computers go outside Why you k when we gonna die Everybody's gonna die People will panic with burden and eyelids. I read that in a magazine In a comic book store of the world, and see the market crashing again
1: for the many of away. You know, I just had a moment of clarity there. I was thinking about the schmata heads that are running around burning uh, embassies and carrying on and acting like uh, out-of-control lunatics and killing people, oh. and what they claimed they were offended by was that... The stereotype that was created by one of the Danish cartoons was that all Muslims are terrorists and lunatics and burn down uh, buildings and kill people.
5: Well, they're proving them wrong.
1: I see. U.S. royalty plan to give windfall to oil companies. Well, I got some really heavy-duty stuff here, and you know what? I'm plowing right through it, baby. Ted Rawls says he might sue Ann Coulter. I got all kinds of crap, baby. And I'm going through my crap, whether you like it or not. Whether Miguel likes it or not. Hey, Miguel, that's for you, okay, sweetheart? Big fat raspberry for Valentine's Day. The federal government is on the verge of one of the biggest giveaways of oil and gas in American history, worth an estimated $7 billion over five years. New projections buried in the Interior Department's just-published budget plan anticipate that the government will let companies pump about $65 billion worth of oil and natural gas from federal territory over the next five years without paying any royalties to the government. Based on the administration figures, the government will give up more than $7 billion in payments between now and 2011. That's why we have to cut those veterans' benefits. And that's why we have to cut those uh, national uh, weather or the hurricane center people.
5: That's right. School grants.
1: Right. The companies are expected to get the largest known as royalty relief, even though the administration assumes that oil prices will remain about $50 a barrel throughout that period. Administration officials say the benefits are dictated by laws and regulations that date back to '96, when energy prices were relatively low. And Congress wanted to encourage more exploration and drilling in the high-cost, high-risk deep waters of the Gulf of Mexico. We need to remember the primary reason that incentives are given, said Johnny M. Burton, director of the Federal Minerals Management Service. I bet you didn't even know that we had a Federal Minerals Management Service. I can't even say it. I do know It's not to make more money necessarily. It's to make more oil, more gas, because production of fuel for our nation is essential to our economy and essential to our people, said Johnny. But what seemed like modest incentives 10 years ago have ballooned the levels that have alarmed even ardent supporters of the oil and gas industry, partly because of added sweeteners approved during the Clinton administration, but also because of ambiguities in the law that energy companies have successfully exploited in court. Short of imposing new taxes on the industry, there may be little that Congress can do to reverse its earlier giveaways. The new projections come at a moment when President Bush and the Republican leaders are on the defensive about record high energy prices. And by the way, thanks again for those low gas prices, Mr. President. We knew that once you had that Iraq attack, we'd be spending like about 30 cent a gallon for gas. Thank you so much. Cube! Indeed, Mr. Bush and House Republicans are trying to kill a one-year, $5 billion windfall profits tax for oil companies that the Senate passed last fall. You want me to read that sentence again? President President Bush and House Republicans are trying to kill a one-year, $5 billion windfall profits tax for oil companies that the Senate passed last fall. Moreover, however, the projected largesse could be just the start. Last week, Kerr-McGee Exploration and Development, a major industry player, began a brash but utterly serious court challenge that could, if it succeeds, cost the government another $28 billion in royalties over the next five years. Your mama, so socks in hell. We'll have these whole stories on our website tomorrow, won't we, Josh? Yes, we will. Yeah. By the way, I got my computer back. It was the power supply. All those people that were so concerned, I thank them so much for their concern. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I brought it home and set it up here in about three minutes, and it's just working fine as wine. My right. a little uh, trim line HP. And as, as much as I thought the old one was fast, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but maybe maybe my Internet's. Maybe my, I don't know what it is, but, boy, this thing is like lightning, like grease lightning. Well, okay. good. Man, like the Tampa Bay lightning, like Brad Richards. Talk about smoking. Abramov said to claim close ties to a, a Rove. Oh, no. This must be uh, just commie pinko propaganda, don't you think? Must be although it is by the Associated Press, the A&P, those are the same people that made those good cookies I threw out. Oh, those were good. And I also forgot to tell you I had another bag of macadamia, nut oh, cookies yeah. with white chocolate chips. I, I threw them all out. Oh, good, 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 good. I had one of those, but that was the day before. Well, every now and then I'll buy stuff like that, but most of the time if I overdo it, I'll throw it out. Most of the time it's like going and buying, because maybe there's a flavor of ice cream you love, like um, turtle, and they only have a, a half a gallon. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Right. Well, if you're Jones and Friturl ice cream, the only way you're going to get any is to go and buy the whole half gallon. That's good. To now, know. I would say most of the time, and I, I just don't do that anymore, but in the days when I used to, I would eat like uh, until I was like sick, and then I would run the rest of it under hot water oh, and throw it out. What a system. Well, I mean, you you got to do that, because let's say you throw it in the trash, and then like yeah, about an hour later, Oh, it's nice and soft and mushy, just the way I like yeah. it anyway, and then just pull it out of the trash.
5: i got a better system. Don't buy yeah. it
1: in the first place. No, bad idea. You'd like that Nestle Turtle Ice Cream. It's a good thing I'm you sure, ain't got it.
5: Probably, I'm getting fat.
1: Abramoff said to claim close ties to Rove. Three former associates of Jack Abramoff now say the convicted lobbyist frequently told them he had strong ties to the White House through presidential confidant Carl Rove. Boy, well, too bad Carl wasn't out there duck hunting with the uh, vice president. The White House said yesterday, uh, last night, that Rove remembers meeting Abramoff at a '90s political meeting and considered the lobbyist a casual acquaintance sin- since Bush took office in 2001. New questions have arisen about Abramoff's ties to the White House since that photo emerged over the weekend showing Abramoff with Bush, which, of course, is on our website, isn't it, Josh? Yeah. It's not. I said, Yeah. Oh. The White House. Well, you're speaking like. Uh, oh, that's right. He's starting to speak in uh, Russian now. Although, Yeah, is like sound a little more uh, Scandinavian to me. Oh, Yeah, sure. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, maybe he's from North Dakota now. Maybe he saw Fargo over the weekend. Well, that Frances McDormand. She's my favorite. Oh, right. Yeah. She's great. Next to Sigourney Weaver. For sure. The White House would not release the photo or any others that Bush had taken with Abramoff, also surfacing with the contents of an email from Abramoff to Washingtonian magazine, claiming he had met briefly with the president, nearly a dozen times we had all that. Three former business associates of Abramoff, who worked with the lobbyists in various roles between 2001 and four told the AP that Abramoff routinely mentioned Rove when talking about his influence inside the White House. Once he said he was president, Abramoff took a call from Rome's office to confirm a White House meeting had been approved between Malaysia's Prime Minister and Bush in May 2002. Abramoff was being paid by Malaysia for helping it in Washington, according to evidence the Senate has made public. All three associates were described Abramoff Abramoff's comments only on condition of anonymity because they don't want to be forced to go hunt, uh, hunting with the VP. Citing the ongoing investigation of his work and fears that speaking out could affect their current business, at least one said he'd been interviewed already by the FBI. How do you like that? <laughs> uh-huh. Shocking.
6: And
1: yeah, the George wow. W. Bushman. Is, I told you I've got a big pile. I'm plowing through it, baby. I'm reading today. I'm reading and reading and reading. Although we could take a whole bunch of calls like this one. QIM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I
8: have two for your poll for tomorrow. Okay. Um, guys with cats and what guys like Macaulay cocktail. Oh. Cats and what else? Guys who like
7: Macaulay cocktail. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll go <with> that. Okay. <laughs>
0: Let's see.
1: Guys who like cats, except for Lasseter. I'm sure about him. And, well, no, again, the question is, what is the gayest thing, a so-called straight... And, and what's the other one? Uh, Macaulay Culkin.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you could, that could be a list of its own.
1: What? Who you like. Right. Well, Tom Cruise. Uh, macho guys mm-hmm. like Tom Cruise. I bet you they even uh, Josh there likes Tom Cruise a little bit. Uh-huh. As far, as far as what? As far as his work
0: is concerned.
1: He... A good actor. The George W. Bush, see what I tell you. Gay. The Bush administration went well beyond <laughs> refusing to negotiate with terrorists in its handling of the threat by freelance journalist Jill Carroll's abductors to kill her if all female detainees were not released from U.S.-run prisons in Iraq. According to Iraqi officials, U.S. officials delayed the scheduled release of six female prisoners whom they knew had already been found innocent because of the kidnappers' demand for their release. Then they refused to speed up the review of the files of the five remaining female prisoners in violation of a policy of giving priority to females in review of detainee files for release. Had the normal policy been followed, it is very likely that all the women held by the U.S. would have been released by now by delaying the releases of female detainees to strike a tough anti-terrorism post. The administration has increased the risk to Jill Carroll's life. Don't forget, like your fat-ass governor would tell you, Life.
4: This is Neil Rogers. (laughs) This is 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. He
3: had a They put one back in cause his heart is old. The doctors called it a heart event. But now we really know his heart is old. I'm dying over here. No matter what we're told. Yeah, Dick Cheney's got a heart that's old. Hope it
7: don't explode.
3: He makes decisions, he has the vision, he has the country under his control. While Bush is jogging, his veins are clogging, and that's what happens when your heart is. Cathy Cheney's got a heart that's old, and it's gonna blow. He'll keep on working till his heart is cold. He'll keep pretending that his heart ain't old,
1: but it's really old. Their furor man strikes again. Twelve oh two at five sixty WQM, the American Bar Association told President George W. Bush yesterday to either stop domestic eavesdropping without a warrant or get the law changed to make it legal. Sure. We hope the President will listen, the Association President Michael Greco told reporters after the more than five hundred members of its policy setting body passed a resolution saying that both national security and constitutional freedoms need to be protected. We do not say surveillance should be stopped, only that it comply with the law said Neil Sonnet, old orange head. A Miami lawyer who headed the task force can uh, form to look at the issue not long after the spying program came to light in December. Neil Sonnet used to be a guest on my show every now and then back in the day when I was doing those boring shows. Really? He also used to do a show on Channel 6 with Mike Thompson, one of those point-counterpoint shows. Neil Sonnet, old uh, orange head. We're not trying to limit the president's ability to go after terrorists on until the group's house of delegates before it passed his task force's resolution with relatively little debate. Nobody wants to hamstring the president, he added, but we can't allow the U.S. Constitution and our rights to become a victim of terrorism, he added that piece of paper that Bush is always talking about, that piece of crap, piece of paper, right. the Constitution. Greco told the group the issue is not whether the president can conduct surveillance, but whether he can do it unilaterally. Well, of course, when you're a dictator, you can do whatever the hell you want. That's what Cheney told him. That's right. right. To hell with the Constitution, to hell with the law, to hell with all of these uh, All of these things. things. Here's a fax that says, for tomorrow's poll, guys who wear sweat... Oh, I got one before this one. Yeah. Now, how do we say this? Guys who wear cut-off jeans... Like all the way up to their Oh, oh like uh,
5: short shorts, whether they're cut off or not. Like, remember our friend we were talking about before? Short shorts. Guys who wear, you know, they're called nut-hugging shorts. Nut-huggin
1: well, shorts. yeah, I'm sure I'm going to put nut-hugging shorts on there, much less say nut-hugging shorts on the air, okay? okay? Let's not do that. Don't be saying nut-hugging shorts. Guys who wear sweaters knotted around their necks while driving their Jags with a top down. <laughs> oh, no. I think just
5: the sweater part would do.
1: Guys who wear sweaters, straight guys that wear sweaters? No, knotted around, around their, their neck. Oh, around like, their neck. Like a yeah. little mini cape. Don't you wear my thing Love around me. your neck? Don't you remember that Elvis song? Elvis, yeah, that's good enough for Elvis. Wear my thing around your neck. To... Uh, how
5: do we say this? Guys who wear sweaters knotted around their necks.
1: Well, gee, that's too long. Uh, sweaters? Forget about it. No, sweaters around their necks. Okay. Sweaters around neck. Well, you know, when we put I... these things on the pool, we don't want these long, lengthy, like a paragraph. Ah, uh, why not? Eric could get all like, bent out of shape. During driving their Jags with a tops down Like Clarence, for example. He's got that Jaguar because yeah, yeah. he's a corporate hotshot now. Wouldn't be it's surprised at all if he's driving around with a sweater around his neck. Hey, uh, Clarence. You fairy. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and singular wireless line. Got a great story here about the great one. Gretzky. God, am I getting sick and tired of him? Or yeah. oh, of course, I've been sick and tired of him for about 20 years. Cannot handle him. Needle nose. WQAM. Hello.
8: George is definitely a gay expert. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. Hey, I got one for your poll.
1: Yes, sir, which one?
8: I've, uh, I I have got one, it's the, the man, like a man purse or a fag bag. Oh,
1: fag bag, fag fanny, bag. Pack. fanny pack, yeah, you got it. I wonder what All they right. call them that. Thanks. Yeah, Thank fanny you. pack. Uh, how do we want to say it? Fanny pack? Sure. Fanny pack. We don't have to keep saying guys who you know, fanny pack.
5: Yeah. Call it a fag bag, you know. Right, fag bag, fanny pack. I mean, the guys that use them call them the bag bag.
1: What about a fudge? I'm sorry. Five, six, seven, oh five sixty. It comes in a
5: box, doesn't
1: it? Pound five sixty. Well, it's Valentine's Day. Maybe That's they just had right. that propaganda on there again about dark chocolate. You know, a few minutes last half hour on the certainly Nazi news network. What a joke. What a freaking joke! You know, every time they put that on there, at the very least, they should have to run a disclaimer. If you have diabetes, which is like a huge percentage of America now, uh, don't eat no dark chocolate or light chocolate. It, it's all going to send your blood sugar soaring up and probably kill you.
5: Yeah, just take a spoonful of raw cocoa.
1: There you go. Or, or when you're making your tiramisu, uh, use some really good uh, cocoa. Or you know, it wasn't tiramisu, she was man. What the hell was it? I don't know. That who was making? Some, some show on the food channel the other night. Oh. She was making all these chocolate goodies. I just, oh, my blood sugar was going up just watching it. I was swooning from it. The, the meter, my blood sugar meter was pulsing and I wasn't even taking my blood sugar. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil.
7: I'd like
1: to get. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Pally.
8: Couple for the, uh, the poll for tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Guys who were. Say it again. You're cutting out. Did he crap out? What? Now, I guess his boyfriend grabbed the phone. I think he was going to say thongs. Yeah, we already got that. Wearing a thong at the beach. Or th- how about guys who sing a thong? Or write the thongs. I write the thongs. He's number one, baby, with a bullet. That's what Dick Cheney said. He'd probably like to put a bullet through Barry Manilow. Although he does have that bulldog daughter, your vice president. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty in the variety. In fact, I got an idea who we could send. If he was just on there two calls ago. Send him hunting with the VP and the judge.
2: Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh I'm man, well, I would
1: I'd pay a lot of money for that. Him and his uh, two boyfriends. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. QAM eating
8: Line. to the call these be
1: the hello. Uh,
8: yeah.
1: Okay, that takes care of that. See, I felt guilty because I was plowing through my pile here, but I I knew there were some very important calls waiting.
5: Couldn't you we tell? We got them? them all in twice. Yeah, we got them
1: in. Gretzky on list of highest roars. This is in the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Call them the great vetskis, it says. Hockey icon Wayne Gretzky, under scrutiny after his wife Janet Jones was implicated in the sports betting ring, has lost more than $2 million in Las Vegas casinos, an insider said. Oh,
8: my God.
1: Gretzky, head coach of the Phoenix Coyotes, has a credit line that allows him to bet up to $25,000 per hand, but he plays well below that level, I'm told. Anyone who bets twenty-five grand a hand is a whale. Less than half of 1% bet at that level, a casino executive said. A whale of a guy. At twenty five grand, you've got a credit line of a million dollars. At that level, you can demand anything you want. Sources say NBA great Michael Jordan has a two million dollar credit line locally in lost wages. Gretzky's wife normally plays at the thousand dollar hand level. A source said both usually play blackjack. The couple often plays in the MGM Grand Mansion, where a guest must risk two hundred and fifty grand over two or three days to stay in the high roller suites. Oh, but he's not a gambler. You understand? Once in a while, he goes to the horse track and the other, yeah. and he sure don't bet on sports. The wife is under investigation. Published reports say for betting more than $500,000, including seventy-five grand on the Super Bowl. Gretzky's associate coach, former uh, NHL player Rick Tockett, uh, now on league-ordered leave of absence, is accused of operating the ring with a New Jersey State Police Trooper, yadda, yada yada, And he's still apologizing and uh, making excuses. And, oh, he's such a great guy. He does so much for charity. And he's on his way over to Turin. Oh, and last night again. Did you see the end of NBC News last night? No. Once again, I mean, it's getting a little ponderous even to me since I was the one that brought it up first. They had to do another obligatory five minutes on how, how you say the name of the city. Is it Turin or oh, yeah, Torino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a whole other song dance on that. Look, you can you can paint it however the hell you want, okay? In English, it's Turin. It's not, it's not debatable. It's not up for some jackass from NBC to make up his mind and pick and choose. It's Turin, okay? In Italian, it's Torino, okay? Like it's Roma, it's Firenze, Venezia, yadda, 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 Bologna. Well, that's a bad ex- example.
5: No, it sounds like a lot of bologna. Napoli.
1: Huh, Napoli. That's a good... Huh? It sounds Sicilia. like a lot of bologna. It's a lot of bologna to me. By the way, the food in bologna is great. You don't want to go there, though. The place sucks, but the food is sensational. Five six seven oh, 560 pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. Moving along, singing a song. Got Boat Camper for uh, the, the most Slot. The no mo Slot, two. as we keep revolving it and revolving it. WDQAM, hello.
8: let's try this again. Guys who wear thumb rings. And guys who pierce either
2: their navels or tongues.
1: Okay. Amen. How about Billy Pierce? How about Billy Pierce? How How about about what? How about Guy Pierce from Memento? Okay, thanks, pal. I can't say I've ever
5: seen a guy with a uh, navel piercing. Oh, I've seen seen, him. I I have. have. Are you kidding? I think that applies to the pole. Yeah. Guys
1: with navel or tongue piercing. Wow. This is the biggest list I have ever seen in my life. I I don't think we're halfway there either. We're not? And what was the second one? Oh, thumb rings. Oh, th- that was the first one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Th- Thumb? Thumb. Do you have thumb rings? Yes. <laughs> I have thumb rings around the collar. Oh, my God. That pull tomorrow is going to be just huge, man. It's going to be mammoth. What is the gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do? Here's what we got so far in that. This is for tomorrow already. God, get a manicure or pedicure like him, a Bow camper. Hey, Kim. You fairy. Watch Bear Ass Mountain. Thumb rings, naked fraternity hazing, guys with navel or tongue piercing, wear pink shorts, shirts or shorts, wear a thong at the beach or thing a thong, hold a small dog while driving, use body wash, kiss another guy, listen to Neil Rogers, cry at a movie, vote Democrat, ride a tandem bike, ride a scooter. We should have put Vespa, but that's okay. Ash slapping, highlight your hair, going to the gym, guys who like cats. How about if we put Vespa in parentheses? Okay, I'll put... Uh, I mean,
5: I see old-timers like us. We call them Vespas because that's the brand name. In Italy. Or here, that's well, I got this for
1: you? there must be an awful lot of queens in Italy. Well, there are, but I mean, <laughs> everybody... In there. there's no, no, there's questions. only two things. Well, uh, yeah. there's three things that they ride there, basically. One is uh, those little teeny-tiny uh, subcompact cars. Number two is right. a Vespa, and the third one is each other. Yeah, all of the... Above Guys okay. are like cats. Guys are like Macaulay Culkin. Short shorts, sweaters around the neck, and fanny pack, a.k.a. Fag bag, wow! Whole bunch of don'ts for you guys out there if you want to keep your image up. Don't be doing none of these things, except of course listening to the show. It's just that we got a lot of closet people in the show. I mean, if it's good enough for Tom Cruise and uh, and uh,
2: uh,
1: what's his name, John Rivolta, not to mention R. Kelly. Good enough for our crowd. 12 minutes past noon at QAM. Haven't told you about Dry Concepts for a long, long time on this show. And always glad to do it because I've used them myself for over 20 years in my homes. They're the best in the universe at taking even the most desperate looking carpeting and making it look brand new. I encourage you to take advantage of Dry Concepts maintenance contract that provide you with a ten percent discount on all of their services, including their one of a kind carpet cleaning, leather, drapery, oriental rug cleaning. They also specialize in pet odor treatments, ceramic tile and grout cleaning, mattress cleaning to get rid of those nasty dust mites, and lots more. And during this month, during February, Dry Concepts has a special offer for an upholstery cleaning. Don't replace your furniture just because it's soiled. Let Dry Concepts rejuvenate your furniture at a fraction of the cost of replacing or repolstering. All of their trained technicians are specially trained and certified. They really know their crap. And Dry Concepts, they always give you a guaranteed written price up front and professional service. No BS, no bad surprises at the end of the deal. So don't be fooled by the imitators. You made a big investment while decorating your house. Now it's time to protect that investment. Call Dry Concepts today, toll-free in Dade Broward of the Palm Beaches. Call them at 1-800-248-5071 and tell them that the ancient Neal told you to call. 1-800-248-5071. Around the Wicked Web, it's Dry Concepts.
4: This is Neil Rogers. Oh boy! This is 560
2: Q A M. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. They named their band after a physical impossibility. They were shoving a whale up your butt. Just kidding. They were Vertical Horizon. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah check it out like if the horizon really was vertical, dude. <laughs> dude. We'd all go falling off the edge or something, you know. I, mean?
4: oh, oh, I just kicked the beer bottle up the upside down milk crate we used for a coffee table, man. Woo!
2: Vertical Horizon co-founders Keith Kane and Matthew Scannell.
4: Oh damn, Keith!
7: Oh no, I just kicked the ashtray off the upside down milk crate we used for a coffee table. I'm so sorry. Idiot.
2: Matthew and Keith got so depressed about never having another hit that they moved into their parents' basements. Every day since 2001. They hang out and get so baked they can't remember their own song.
7: Hold on, I got it.
3: I got it. Everything falls apart. Oh, <laughs> dumbass,
4: dumbass. That was dog's eye view.
2: Idiot. Oh, my God, they
4: sucked worse than
3: us.
2: Yeah, well, maybe so, but at least they remember their own
4: <laughs> damn song.
2: why You're
4: so smart. Why
3: don't you sing it? Okay, okay, uh, okay. It was. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Oh, that was Smash Mouth, you freaking moron. Oh, we were merely freshmen. Firm pipe.
4: Oh, oh, man. Now I knocked the candle off the upside-down milk crate that we used for a coffee table. The candle? Why'd it make it sound like breaking glass? No, oh, man, we are really strong. Oh, is that my hand? <laughs> I don't think that's
3: my <laughs> hand.
2: Vertical horizon. When you think about it, you know all kind of slide off the edge of it. It's a big, juicy, sopping wood look at show business. Tonight, on Inside the Behind.
1: See that big headline there on the uh, certainly Nazi news network? U.S. and Israel urge regime change for the Palestinians. They just had those free elections and they right. uh, voted overwhelmingly for Hamas, and uh, we're not too happy about it. We want regime change. We just uh-huh. got started. Well, we don't like it. You're much a bunch of terrorists, and we want regime change.
5: Maybe we should attack them and occupy them. Oh,
1: sorry. There you go. That'll teach them to uh, attack us. <laughs> let's see. Let's take a look. What? Oh, i got absolute information right here. In fact, Colin Powell is going to the U.N. this afternoon. He's got a vial. Yeah. A they don't come no more vial too. than him. Okay, let's see. Who or what is the biggest hype of all time? we got 1,223 votes on that. Well, what's going on here today? I think we got, like, overload, don't you? No, it's not. I think it's because I went and got my teeth cleaned this morning. That huh? must be it. It's your fresh Maybe breath. Maybe I don't have that usual bad breath that comes through the speaker and chases part of the audience away. So anyway, before we uh, do the poll, did you uh, go to lunch yesterday or just have a meeting in the orifice? No, we went to lunch. George went to lunch with a new uh, General Mangler yesterday, Joe Bell, and said he's a hell of a guy. But, uh, you know, he's got a lot of, uh, lot of work cut out for him. He yeah. heard it quite a mess. And he knows it. And where would you go to lunch? Uh, I forget the name
5: of the place. It's up the road. It's uh, some kind of a grilled chicken place. Very good. Not fancy, just very good. I see. I got a chicken salad because I'm into these salads lately.
0: Hmm.
1: 1,223 votes, well, it's an improvement over that Suchi place, I'll say that. So Joe Bell already has got, you know, we're a big improvement in many respects, including that sales department. We've got a new sales manager coming in one of these days. And then, of course, a whole bunch of people back there are going to get fired. Who or what is the biggest type of all time? Religion 385, WMDs 166, Howard Stern 119, hmm. American Idol 107, Super Bowl 89, the Segway 72, Elvis 43, back Mountain, Bare Ass Mountain, 42, Low Carb Diets, 34, the Olympics have got about 30, man. That's the Torino Olympics in Turin. Tom Cruise, 29, Madonna, 29, Y2K, 24, the Beatles, 21, Low Fat Diets, 13, Doctors, 12, David Letterman, 8, and MASH, 7. Was Matt, MASH was always on there, right? I guess they, yeah. I guess David Letterman just hopped over MASH. Well, they liked MASH a lot. They liked MASH the movie. They liked MASH the TV show. Mm-hmm. Alan Alda was on MASH. Right, Who else was on that show? Was Richard Dawson on that show or just Hogan's Heroes? Gary, uh, what's his name? Don't tell me. He used to be on um, uh, with Gene uh, Rayburn all the time. Gary Dornhofer. Was that Gary uh, Cohen? What was his name? Marty Cohen. No, seriously, what was his name? The little uh, short guy from MASH. The uh, the French guy? No, that was Hervé Villaches. That was uh, uh, Robert Clary. That was (laughs) Robert Clary. Clary. Very good. French Jew. I know Robert Clary. He used to be on The Gaze of Our Lives. Holocaust survivor. Well, who was Gary? I'm looking. He used to be on uh, Match Game all the time. Are you mashing it? I, right. I didn't watch that show. I couldn't stand it in the first oh, place. Gary oh, Burgos. Gary Burghoff. Oh, Gary Burghoff. Can we say that? Sorry. Uh, I not say that. No, more. With a withered hand. He, had a, he has a withered hand? Still does.
5: Just like Jim Lantley's wife? He never... Uh, I don't know if it looks just like it, but he always kept it in his pocket. You never saw his
1: hand. Or and his hand, the too? Right. Kind of like Bill Cullen and his uh, gimp leg and that's something that we learned that several, a couple yeah. months ago, I learned that Bill Cullen didn't have a wooden leg. All my life I thought Bill, because I liked Bill Cullen a lot, he was a good guy. He did not have a wooden leg, he had polio as a child, and he walked with a bad limp. He was a gimp, but a good guy, Bill Cullen, he's still dead. And Dick Clark will be soon, too. Uh, as a matter of fact, Bill Cullen was on the $100,000 pyramid, remember that? That's right. Dick Clark was on the ten dollars and $25,000, and Bill Cullen did the $100,000 pyramid. That was a great show. Don't ask, don't tell cost $363 million. Well, I'll tell you, the money that your government's peeing away, like it's coming out of a fair faucet. Discharging troops under the Pentagon's policy on gays cost $363.8 million over 10 years, almost double what the government concluded a year ago, a private report says. The report being released today by University of California Blue Ribbon Commission questioned the methodology the GAO used when estimated that the financial impact of the don't ask, don't tell policy was at least $190 million. It builds on the previous findings and par- paints a more complete picture of the cost That Representative Marty Meehan of Mass, whose proposed legislation that would repeal the policy. In February of 2005, the GAO said the financial impact could not be completely estimated because the government doesn't collect financial information specifically to each individual's case. Uh, how much is it? and it's Small potatoes, okay? Who's counting? Right. I got that right here. WDQAM. Hello.
8: a.m. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Let me fix this poll so I can talk. There you go.
3: Yes. Hello.
1: Yes. Neil, are you there? I'm here. Are you there?
8: Great. No, I wish I wasn't there. I, mean, I wish I wasn't here. Uh, one for each of your polls today. And okay. Long. Michael Jackson, the, the hype. Yes. And the gayest thing is any guy that would go to a Michael Jackson concert. That's gay. Okay. Thank you, Thank you Thank Neil.
1: You. Okay. Stay warm. Okay. Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. That's it's plus one. Today. It's like 34, and it's a little murky, but it, no problem at all. No snow. No snow. They had that big nor'easter in New York, Boston. Everybody got buried in the Northeast. Washington, Philly, Jersey, etc. Not here. There ain't a flake. Now, what am I putting on here? Michael? Uh, what? Going to a Michael Jackson concert? What was right. the other NG one? Michael Jackson for the poll. The current poll hype. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got that? We got it. Going to a Michael Jackson concert. Is that like in Bahrain? Bahrain? Don't you like? I Center? guess I mean, we'd like go to a very that's like. Like uh, horseradish is called in Yiddish, it's all chrein. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. chrein. That's I the if sounds that's, you make. I wonder if you eat chrein in Bahrain, you think? Lada. In the chrein, the oh. I'm sure. Yeah. 5670560. Oh, Boy, Boy, this is an educational show, make no mistake about it. Trust me when I tell you. We learn something every stinking day on this show. So, what did you learn at lunch yesterday?
5: That uh, they serve good chicken at this place I can't think of the name of.
1: It. WQAM. hello. QAM.
8: Any guy with a Louis Vuitton wallet, they're
1: gay. Okay. Louis Vuitton wallet? What do you say? Rhymes with gay. What What do you you say? I don't don't think so. I mean, who the hell looks at a guy's wallet? If you're looking at a guy's wallet, then you must be How do you like that, sir?
5: How is it that you're looking
1: at it? Yeah, he's looking in his pocket, his his rear pocket, which means he's staring at his posterior, if you ask me. Uh Keep your eyes off that guy's ass, okay? If you're checking out another guy's uh, rear uh, package... You ever see a guy with a rear package? No. Five, a, six, so seven. Tell oh, there, oh, there's
0: one. Tell
1: us. Scott McClellan.
0: <laughs> That's called a load. <laughs> and they're
1: still talking about the uh, shooting tell accidents. They're still talking about the old bird dog. Oh, my God. Give me a break. You crazy people. And you wonder why the American public doesn't get any information? Why we're in the dark like a bunch of mushrooms? Jesus, K. Christ, Solomon. Man.
0: Custody of the information. Friday. But
1: a beep, but a boop, but a boop. And, and that article I read by John Nichols is right. They're just P.O.'d because some little horseball newspaper in Corpus Christi, Texas, got it first, and the Washington Press Corps—they didn't get the information before anybody else. This well, excuse us. Rogers. This is 560
4: QAM.
1: Dickism
8: coming to you live from Hollywood with another edition of America's Bottom Forty, brought to you by the Oxy Five Company's newest acne medication. Oxymoron 5 for pimple free teenagers. And so it goes. Have to be a little quicker on the tape, boys. That's
7: a good joke.
8: We've got the worst songs in America, and we're counting them down. Record stores are selling them. For some unknown reason, you're buying them and I'm using them as coasters. First, let's review the top three songs on the charts. At number three, Guns N' Roses is singing "Sweet Child of Mine." Well, if I had a child around the house today, I'd have these four words for lead guitarist Slash and his cohorts: Stay the hell away. <laughs> And number two, Huey Lewis says, there ain't no living in a perfect world. And especially not for you, Huey, since you don't speak proper English. <laughs> and at number one, George Michael sings, he's got a monkey on his back. Well, I would imagine it's getting a little crowded back there,
6: Huey. <laughs>
8: Again, you probably don't mind. (laughs) And by the way, George, there are these remarkable shaving instruments called razors. (laughs) Buy one and lose that silly-ass earring. (laughs) Other songs on the charts. The band Johnny Hates Jazz with I Want to Be a Hero is moving down on the charts and deservedly so. (laughs) Apparently, Johnny also hates music. (laughs) I don't think hero status is eminent, Johnny, so get a real job. And there is a song I like, Rod Stewart's newest release, Forever Young. And for a moment, I thought it was a song about me, forever hung. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for a long-distance dedication. It comes to us from a listener in Pasadena, California, He writes, dear Casey. I'm 16 years old, president of my class. I'm six foot two. I have blonde hair. Weigh 175 pounds and stars quarterback for my high school team. But, Casey, I have a problem. The girls simply will not leave me alone. It seems as though all they want me for is my good looks, my excellent physique. Why can't they just like me as a friend, treat me as a person instead of some sex object, and quit hitting upon me all the time? Casey, do you have any suggestions? Signed, Todd. Well, here's my answer. Dear Flaming
1: (laughs) Homo. 12.33 at QAM. So anyway, here's um, something I just found on the Internet that you might find very fascinating. All right. It's in response to a question, how did fag get to to mean male homosexual, since we're so homo-intensive with tomorrow's pool? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, somebody uh, sent in the question, and and the reply says, well, Josh...
5: Dear Flayton, yeah, Bobo. Josh
1: G. is the person that wrote the line. Well, Josh, you're right to think that the British historically haven't found faggot offensive, with the exception of a vile-tasting meatball currently marketed in the U.K. as Mr. Brain's faggots. One of the advertising lines says, It's no wonder 100 million faggots are eaten in the U.K. every year. I wonder about, how about Mr. Faggot's brains? As Dave Barry says, I'm not making this up. Oh, Dave Barry quotes, oh, my God, and right in the middle of lunchtime. It took Americans to apply the term to male homosexuals first some history. The term faggot, or F-A-G-O-T with one G, meaning bundle of sticks, shows up around 1,300 in English. It almost certainly came from Old French, possibly going back to Greek, phakalos. Well, those Greeks. Since those bundles of sticks were mainly used for fires, it's not surprising the term came to mean burning sticks. Then there was that nasty business in medieval times where heretics were burned at the stake. Some later cities indicate heretics who repented. I'm sorry, some. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, heretics who repented and were spared a fiery death and had to wear a picture of a faggot on the sleeve to show what might have been their fate. But no permanent print evidence exists that homosexuals referred to as faggots before the 20th century, with the origin definitely in the U.S., not in Britain. The British continued to use the word fag and faggot as nouns, verbs, and adjectives right through the early 20th century, never applying it to homosexuals at any time. To fag or to be a fag was a common term in British schools from the late 1700s and referred to a lower classman who performed chores for upperclassmen. Well, I think we know what those chores might have been. While this term was also in vogue at Harvard in the first half of the 19th century, it died out by the mid-1800s in the U.S., leaving it only in use in England. 19th century Brits also heard faggot used in representative to an ill-tempered woman, i.e. a ball buster, a battle axe, a shrew. That meaning of the term continued into the early 20th century, and the usage was gradually applied to children as well as women. The relationship of any between faggot as a bundle of sticks and faggot as shrewish woman is unknown. The first known published use of the word faggot, or to refer to a male homosexual, appeared in 1914 in the U.S. It referred to a homosexual ball where the men were dressed in drag, and they called them faggots, sissies. Ernest Hemingway in The Sun Also Rises, 1926, included the line, you're a hell of a good guy, and I'm fonder of you than anybody on earth. I couldn't tell that in New York. Uh, it would mean I was, I, was, I was a faggot. A 1921 site says, androgynes are known as fairies, fags, or brownies. Heck of a job, brownie. George Chauncey in his excellent 1994 work, Gay New York, Gender, Urban Culture, and the Making of the Gay Male World, says that the terms fairy, faggot, and queen were used by homosexuals to refer to men who were ostent- ostentatiously effeminate. A.K.A. Charles Nelson Riley. Homosexuals who were not as showy referred to themselves as queer in the first decades of the 20th century, but the general public mainly called homosexuals fairies. If you were in London in the 1920s to the 40s and used the term fag, the man on the street might have offered you a cigarette, and quite possibly that would have been the case with any Americans at the time. Fag at anyone? You fairy! All of this does little to answer your original question, Josh. How did a bundle of sticks come to mean a homosexual male? Most likely it didn't. Here we'll have to go to theory. Since I'm writing this, mine will have to do. We notice with some words a progression of usage that morphs along the lines of woman slash girl, uh, woman slash girl slash child, uh, effeminate male, homosexual male. The word fairy is a good example. Faggot in the sense of an ill-tempered woman is another. I independently came to the conclusion that while answering a general question, uh, but in a post of the American Dialect Society mailing list, Dr. Lawrence Horn, professor of linguistics at Yale, posted a progression, that I just used much more succinctly than I could still unexplained as how a Britishism jumped the ocean in a short period of time to acquire new meaning in the U.S., perhaps it was an independent formation, words happen. At last thought, a current notion holds that the Yiddish word fagala, little bird, might have been the source, but lacks evidence other than the claim that the word was commonly used in British prior to WW2 to indicate a homosexual, fegala, with the digitizing of publications allowing searching never before possible, perhaps some further scholarship will be forthcoming to help solve this very important mystery. Bigula. Got it? All right, we got it. Little bird. So it's a little still a bird. mystery. Basically. It is still a big mystery. Oh, speaking of that, gay Bishop treated for alcoholism. Oh, no. <coughs> not Gene Robinson. The Episcopal Church's first openly gay bishop, V. Gene Robinson, has started treatment for <coughs> alcoholism. I'm writing... Well, he's not less than anybody yet that we know of. I'm writing to you from an alcohol treatment center where on February 1st, with the encouragement and support of my partner, daughters, and colleagues, I checked myself in the deal by increasing dependence on alcohol. Robinson wrote an email to clergy yesterday that was released today by the Diocese of New Hampshire. Robinson's assistant, the Reverend Tim Rich, he's his assistant, said today there was no crisis that led to Robinson's decision to seek treatment, but rather a growing awareness of the problem. In his letter, Robinson said he'd been dealing with alcoholism for years, considered it as a failure of will or discipline on my part, rather than a disease of which his body simply has no control. Uh, except to stop drinking altogether. Except to stop eating sugar altogether. Cookies and candy, mm-hmm. ice cream, Cook all these drinks. things. Right. 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 Okay, that's. Uh, I don't know. Kind of interesting. I'm glad that Josh wrote that letter. Me too. Five six seven oh five sixty. Oh, look at that. Speaking of that, members in Britain under Parliament are voting on a smoking ban. It's
2: St. Stevens Tavern that actually serve food.
1: They want to book. Uh, they want to ban them faggots. The biggest type of all time religion three ninety nine. Nobody will come close. We got twelve hundred eighty one votes. We'll go over thirteen hundred this hour. We got a shot at a modern day record on the show during the show. Not amazing. It's wonder what that means. It probably don't mean anything. Religion three ninety nine. WMDs one seventy six. Well, what did I tell you? The word hype in itself it gets it hypes it up. Mm-hmm. Everybody hops on it. Howard Stern one twenty two. Whether you pay for it or not. American Idol one oh eight. Super Bowl ninety one. The Segway seventy four. Broke ass Mountain forty four. Elvis forty four. Low-carb diets, 35. Y2K, moving up nicely, 34. The Olympics, 31. Tom Cruise has got about 30, man. Madonna's got about 30, man. The Beatles, 21. Low-fat diets, 14. It's a pile of crap, by the way. A uh, Doctors, 12. David Letterman, 8. Mash, 7. And Michael Jackson, Solamente, you know. You know, that low-fat diet, remember when they started out with that Snackwell's crap? Right. right. Which are just loaded with carbohydrates and loaded with trans fats and loaded with all kinds of garbage. Uh, but they're uh, low in, uh, you know, fat. Well, right. big deal, okay? Exactly. The interesting part of it is, and, well, of course, then again, the thing about the saturated fat, the bad fats are the saturated fat, but the worst is the trans fats, okay? And The trans, the trans- fats. Right? The transsexual fat. Yeah. And okay. watch out for the fat transsexual. That's what Al Goldstein told me. I wonder what's ha- ever happened with him. Where is he still uh, a greeter at a deli somewhere? What's, what's the story of I poor, I Al?
5: I thought we got a report that he was uh, doing some sales for somebody selling something.
1: Oh, boy. How sad. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing. About Peral, even through all the tough times that he has been through, one thing you can't say anymore. I'm a fat Jew. Yeah. You know, a little time in Rikers Island and then uh, having no money will solve that problem real fast.
4: This is Neil Diet. This is 560 QA. Boy!
8: Oh, a glory hole. Get ready for the sorriest CD you've ever heard. Dan Rather, Sorry Duets.
3: I'm sorry. So sorry.
8: Not only does Dan sing a sorry duet with Brenda Lee, he sounds even sorrier with Chicago. I'm sorry.
3: Plus, Dan Rather's sorry duet features this sorry
8: sing-along with Ruben Studer. It's like I missed shot. It's like I dropped the ball. I'm sorry. Order now. And if you're not
2: completely satisfied, Dan Rather will personally say,
3: I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: you know, I was watching, it's funny I play that right now. I was watching uh, Brian Williams last night doing that whole stupid mm-hmm. tour into Reno thing again. Right. And watching his 85,000 little teeth in the bottom of his uh, crooked head. And I was thinking to myself, I, I'm locked in there. Every night I watch uh, 630 NBC News. Right. And all those years, man, watch watched CBS for about, what, two, three hundred years? Mm-hmm. And I miss Dan Rather badly. I mean, just terribly. Right. I don't want to watch Brian Williams. I want to see Dan Rather with the news. Not that he was like any great news guy. He just it was just comfortable watching him. Right. there, You know. We'd rather have Rather. Plus, I knew the fact that he hated Bush, the whole Bush family like poison. So that was comforting mm-hmm. too. And, uh, and then they put that okie dokey jackass on there. And yeah. one night I gave him one chance, and that was the end of it.
5: Oh, he's got and hair I, growing at the tops of his ears.
1: And like Ted Kennedy with the mashed mm-hmm. potatoes. And then and it just dawned on me what I've always said. You know, I try to tell these people things in this business. Nobody listens to me because I know nothing. That's why I've uh, stuck around as long as I know nothing. Uh, people don't listen. They don't watch networks. They watch programs, and they watch. when they watch the news, they watch newscasters that they like. They don't watch ABC News because they like ABC. They watch because whoever they like doing the news. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When, they, when Huntley and Brinkley were doing the news, people watched them, not because they liked NBC, because they liked Huntley and Brinkley. Good night, David, good night, Chet, yada, yada. That was kind of gay. But, um, and the same with radio. People don't, especially nowadays, people don't listen to radio stations. They listen to personalities. I mean, I'm not talking about music so much, especially in South Florida, there isn't any music. But you, you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They listen to personalities. Right. Nobody's listening for the Greg Reed show or the Clarence Darrow show, or any of this stuff, they listen because they like whoever's on the air, or, or, or they don't, or not, you know, depending. Right. I just mentioned that in passing. So NBC, you know, they, they got me only because of Okie Doki on there. And, and and they still haven't got anybody on there. They're kind of like us, you know. CBS is kind of like the WQMF television, with our revolving two to four and our whole revolving lineup, and we ain't got any idea who's on first, because Greg we left a gigantic mess, you know. And the same with CBS, They basically admit Mm -hmm. that Bob Schieffer sucks and that he's an old toad and that he doesn't belong on there. But, they oh, it's going to be Katie Couric. It's going to be a whole bunch of revolving people. We'll bring back Connie Chink again. You know, they don't know what they'll do. I say bring back Dan. What do you say? Let's do it. Oh, Canada's hockey team arrives in Torino. Shame on you. There's Joe Sackick, you sack of crap. Shame on you guys. See, the Olympics, let me say it again, they're supposed to be for amateur competition. Follow what I'm saying? Amateurs, Mm -hmm. unpaid. Not a bunch of professional jocks making millions of dollars that are going to go over there and kick the crap out of uh, a bunch of amateurs, you know? Stupid. Not to mention very... See, that's where the National Hockey League... Give me five seconds to talk about time's up. Makes a bad mistake, one of many. No respect for their fans. You don't see the National Football League sending their football players to play over there in that World League of American Football in Europe against the Amsterdam uh, uh, Tokers, do you? Josh, no, you don't. You do not, ever. You don't see Major League Baseball players going up to play against uh, some uh, bunch of idiots in Germany, do you? Or in oh. Finland? No, you don't. And the same thing ought to be with the NHL. But the league has got no respect for itself, so that's why. Oh well, the World Tournament and the Olympics, all this other crap. You know, it's a Canadian thing, and we apologize badly for that. Doc... Oh, let's see if I got to do a break. No, I don't. I'm getting way ahead of myself because I still got a hell of a pile here, including Ted Rawls going to sue, I'm thinking about suing Hank Coulter. I want to hear that one. No, okay. Okay, let me get to uh, Doug. Well, you want to hear that one first? Okay. Okay, let me I'll push I, it up, like Doug push Doug it up in my pile. Push it. Okay, I'm pushing push it. Push it real good. Don't push it too hard. Columnist Ann Coulter made a provocative remark last Friday about Doonesbury creator Gary Trudeau and editorial cartoonist Ted Rawl. Trudeau is shrugging it, uh, shrugging it off, but Rawl is considering a lawsuit. All right. Coulter reportedly said Friday at the conservative political action conference in Washington, D.C., Iran is soliciting cartoons on the Holocaust, so far, only Ted Rawl and Gary Trudeau in the New York Times have made submissions. Giving her remark another twist is the fact that the conservative Coulter has the same distributor, United Press Syndicate, as the liberal Rawl and Trudeau. When asked Monday if he wanted to respond to Coder's comment, Trudeau told e that's editor and publisher via email, nah, N-A-H, nah. Rawl announced on his blog that he would look into taking legal action against Coulter if readers of his blog wanted him to, and we sure as hell do, and if they pledged the $6,000 needed to draft and file a lawsuit in New York. George will cover it. Yeah, I got it ready. Now he's got his big raise coming after his lunch with uh, Joe yesterday. Got the big bucks coming, baby. Yeah. Now he can buy Josh that big, big screen, sure. that uh, HDTV, that uh, Samsung uh, 52-inch. That tropical island, that gold Next bowling ball. Next month, the new uh, Toshiba uh, HD uh, uh, DVD thing will be out, the player. If enough yes votes come in and enough serious pledges, I'll see Ann Coder in court road roll, if not chuck up another victory for the right. Roll said people were voting roughly 3-1 to in favor of suing. He told editor and publisher yesterday the pledges are coming in fast. If pledges continue to come in at the present rate, I'll have the $6,000 available by tonight, meaning last night, he said. A lot of people are fed up with how Coder has turned slandering liberals into a cottage industry and want to see her held to account. I'm actually fairly overwhelmed by the response. More than 300 pledges, many in the $20 to $100 range. He added, I'm getting so many email pledges with the same subject line, Sue Coder, I'm beginning to think that her first name is Sue. Maybe she's a boy named Sue, <laughs> speaking of Johnny Cash.
5: That makes sense. She is kind of boyish looking.
1: Oh, she's kind of butch. Hey, Ann. You fairy. And Miss Drudge. You fairy. And who's the other one? Laura Ingram. You fairy. And uh, Condoleezza. You fairy. The no votes, according to Rawl, are mostly from people who worry worried that what she said is protected free expression. His next step, I have a call into my lawyer, and like anyone with an ounce of sense will follow his advice. He said, if he thinks there's a solid case, I'll ask the pledgers to PayPal the money and move to file. If not, I'll have to let it go. I'm not sure whether this would be a libel or defamation suit. Libel usually applies to writing and defamation to speech, but this speech has been reproduced in writing. Rolf said there's obviously a chance he could lose a lawsuit if it was filed, but the cartoonist doesn't think just, a, just fun and defense by quota would be the reason for such a loss. I doubt her claims of humor or sarcasm will fly with the jury, since she's not funny and her audiences take her literally and she knows it. The cartoonist concluded in a comment emailed the editor and publisher, It's one thing to mock people for their opinions, quite another to make opinions up out of whole cloth and stuff them into a person's mouth. That's what Kolar has done here. She has absolutely, absolutely no reason to believe that I'm sympathetic to the Iranian government, a Holocaust revisionist or denier, or anti-Semitic. She has no reason to believe that I'm less patriotic than any other American. Opposing the Bush administration does not make you anti-Semitic, pro-Iran or anti-American, and no one has the right to equate them as she did before a large high-profile audience that included Dick Cheney. Oh, maybe that's what put him over the edge. She has the right to attack me for what I say, do, and believe, not to lie, said Ted Raw. He's right. The New, York, the New York Times was also asked Monday to respond to Coder's comment, but a spokesperson was mum. failing failed to get back. Sure. As you'd expect. But well, there's that old, uh,
2: that old cool coot.
3: Alexander Hamilton, of course,
2: was shot in a duel with Aaron Burr over issues of
3: honor, integrity, and political maneuvering. Whittington was mistaken for a bird. Take it away. Uh,
1: the vice president. I'm uh, going There was a little uh, John Stewart from The Daily Show. See what I'm saying? Beat, but be better to That's fine. That, that's about what I deserved. Well, that's a comedy show. That's where you would expect to, uh, uh, Exactly. That's out. correct. Right. That's exactly correct. Doug Thompson on your favorite website, but always we sure turn your ass around. CapitolHillBlue.com. <laughs> what? Used to hate this guy. Yeah, probably the, right. Probably well, the, the beard and that silly fisherman's head he wears. Burn his picture all the time. He says most of the news stories about meet the press debate Sunday and President Bush's domestic spying program center on comments that both Democrats and Republicans now feel the program is useless because Al-Qaeda knows the NSA is listening and they won't use cell phones to discuss their plans. But that's not the real story that came out of the Sunday political circle. Oh, I can't say that. Jerk. The real story is that, see, I put a couple of words in there. The real story is that Pat Roberts, the arrogant Republican chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, told show host Tim Russert that he believes the president is above the law and can do whatever he well damn pleases. Roberts, a staunch defender of Bush's right to spy on whoever he wants, whenever he wants, and however he wants, told Russert that Bush can and should ignore the law when he feels it's in the best interest of national security. That prompted Russert to ask, Senator Roberts, let me ask you a very serious question. Do you believe that the Constitution gives the President of the United States the authority to do anything he believes is necessary to protect the country? To which Roberts replied, yes. yes. Roberts later said he believed the President's authority was above laws passed by Congress. In other words, George W. Bush is a dictator with absolute authority, and no one, not the law and certainly not Congress, has the power to question or override that authority. Stop for a second and think about this. The Senate Intelligence Committee and its counterpart in that House are the only congressional bodies that are told, and in most cases only in part, what the White House is up to when it comes to spying on Americans, ripping the Constitution to shreds, or trampling on the rights of the nation's citizens. And the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee believes the president has absolute power to do whatever he pleases with no congressional oversight. That smoky smell is the bill of rights of the Constitution going up in flames. That pounding you may soon hear on your door is George W. Bush's Gestapo, the so-called Department of Homeland Security, demanding your papers and hauling you away because you dared speak out about their Fuhrer's policies. If the rubber stampers who are supposed to run things in Congress believe Bush is all-powerful and his actions beyond reproach, then America, as a free nation, ceased to exist the day these madmen took control of our government. Roberts, like the other lemmings who appeared with him on Sunday, believes Bush's spying program is useless now because it was illegal, not because it was illegal and questionable in value. He and others blamed the press for making the program public. In other words, were the terrorists who threatened the absolute rule of their president, the man Roberts says is above the law. As one of those who broke the story about Bush using the government to spy on Americans, I sincerely hope I did my part in undermining the program. And until W's goose-stepping goons haul me away, I'll continue to do whatever I can to undermine Bush's actions and authority. Why? Because I'm an American, or at least I was when there was still an American left to defend. There's your buddy Doug Thompson with his fisherman's hat. Sorry I ever hated him. Capitol Hill Blue. He's great. Great website. A lot of pop-ups pop up on there if you don't have, like, a newer computer, if you're using or, that Explorer uh, crap. But never Firefox. Was. I don't have a problem with Firefox when I use Firefox. I'm using Explorer on my new computer. I have no pop-ups. I have no viruses. I have no uh, no nothing. Yet. In other words, you want me to use Firefox? I like oh, my Alexa, really... man. I love I my know. Alexa. You can when I'm not using it, I shut this baby right off. It's in the off position. I, I still think it was that Norton antivirus. I don't doubt it. Because it was the day that I canceled it and because it, it expired and I canceled. And I think, because when I turned it back on, that thing kept like popping up and I mean, it just wouldn't go away. After, I remember, I, I removed it? Right. And I, I think they said, well, you want to move Norton antivirus, we're just going to fry your power supply just to teach you not to do it again. I think Norton antivirus is uh, the antichrist. Norton. 12.57 at QM, we got the Bullmeister coming up at the 2 o'clock who's going to go and get a pedicure right after the show. This is Neil
4: Rogers. This is 560
3: QAM. Not just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon. If anybody has opinion, then descending from our way. We'll place your name into the system As enemy of the state Don't even bother to question Just follow unto faith Everybody's turning back in Fascist USA In the act of patriotism We're watching all of you Everyone's under suspicion, so watch what you do. This is information. and all you mindless fools, in Bush, fatherland nation, but that's USA. You gotta hate those Jews, and Clinton's liberal rose, too. We leave everything we tell you And the state run you Blood war and four-torn Fill up your escalade A Ruben Cheney Bush venue That's USA We don't mind to see our jobs go A bad economy's good we're fascinated by J-Lo. Don't read no stupid books. All now are The facts of American Way. Everybody's turning fashion. Fashion's USA.
1: 102 at 560, WQAM, Kimba at 2, Mad Dog at 4, Curtis at 7, Eddie K at 10. No ball games, no hockey games, no U.N., no crap. Oh, look at that. U.N. at uh, Boston College on Thursdays. I mean Clarence is going to be leaving today for about five days? I don't know. Good. Although, don't forget, a week from Friday's payday again, Clarence. That's all. Just keep the checks coming. Leave me alone. So tomorrow's pool, which we have been building today, with like 7,000 choices already, what is the gayest thing a so-called straight guy can do? If I start reading the choices now, by about 3 o'clock, I'll have them done. Get a manicure or slash pedicure. And I'm, I'm serious. Last time Bo Camper was on, he was talking about after the show he was going to get one.
5: You know, some guys are so manly
1: looking. Yeah. Who, as who as would question his uh, masculinity? Exactly. He's if not he one of those guys that has looking. to worry about somebody uh, questioning his masculinity. And if they did, he would just step on him anyway. He'd
5: wear a pink shirt and wear a fag bag, and nobody's going to question his masculinity. Right.
1: And he could, like, pick up that moocow in front of university, right. dodge, and just sla- uh, slap him silly with it. While holding a cat. Watch Bare Ass Mountain, Thumb Rings... Naked fraternity hazing, guys with uh, navel or tongue piercing, wear pink shirts, going to a Michael Jackson concert, wear a thong at the beach, uh, hold a small dog while driving, use body wash, kiss another guy, listen to Neil Rogers, cry at a movie, vote Democrat, wear green on Thursday. Why oh, I did that? Ride a tandem bike, ride a scooter. What? I don't, I don't understand that. You never heard about that wearing green on Thursday? No. Oh, don't tell him, Josh. Ride a tandem bike, ride a scooter. There's Vespa. <laughs> if you could see the what? expression, okay, the... if you could see the
5: look, why? Because <laughs> he doesn't know what you're talking about. The anymore. hell are you talking about?
7: <laughs> when you,
1: if you wear green on Thursday, that, that's older than Methuselah. That's uh, that's like obvious, huh? I said obviously. It's just one of those things that people say. If you wear green on Thursday, that makes you. gay. And that's what the poll question is here. I All think right. it fits. And if it, it does, uh, if it fits, you're full of Schmidt. Ride a scooter, Vespa, ass slapping, as in the locker room, of course. Highlight your hair. Going to the gym. Guys who go to the gym all the time, taking showers, standing in the shower, watching the other guys shower, things like that. Guys who like cats. Guys who like Macaulay Culkin. And I am still sulking about that comment you made about my liking Macaulay Culkin. That that was a low blow. <laughs> short shorts. Speaking of that, a sweater around the neck and fanny pack. Or I think in parentheses I'll put fag bag. Sure. Right. Either one will do. Although the guy with the fanny pack, he did have. He was packing a piece. At the uh, Macarena, Remember I told you about We haven't heard or seen him in a long time, have we? Uh,
5: no, of course. I haven't been doing appearances for a while.
1: Now, let me ask you this. We know why I'm not doing them, because I'm not there, and I don't want to be there, and I don't want to do them even if I am there. Uh, I'm done with that. But in right. your case, you need the cash. Now, how come you're not doing them? Um, and is this, is this thing actually going to go on? Where is it? Was it in Key West or somewhere? No, right no, there? that's been changed. Oh. Uh, they just
5: haven't been selling them for whatever reason. You know? Oh. Uh, in along the mean, lines in of, other words,
1: they haven't been selling those like anything else. I, exactly.
5: Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. But uh, we're back on uh, on that. Uh, as a matter of fact, this weekend, this Saturday, I'll be at the Bass Pro in Dania, the proper one. Wow. Right up the street from my house. As
1: opposed to the one they wanted to send you in uh, Mexico or somewhere. A my ass. Are these people yeah. crazy or what? Well, they were, God. and uh, they thought better of it. Oh. And what about the ones you used to do all the time where you were the the uh, sandwicher guy? The sandwicher guy. That, guy. Uh, that also, uh, you know, fell through the cracks. Went away. And not to mention, of course, the ones at all the strip clubs fell through that the also cracks. went away. And no, then, of course, you almost fell under the bus. Right. That was Fat Boy trying to throw you under the bus. 5670560, oh, pound 560, the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
8: Hey, that guy that called yesterday about Rick... Um, that is true. He's actually doing some stuff uh, online as a stock market analyst. He's wait, wait, wait wait, wait. In...
1: wait, wait. Online?
8: Yeah, he's doing some stuff online. A he back on a year. He is do- he's doing brokerage stuff. He's doing as an analyst for some company that sells a stock system online.
6: How sad.
8: Yeah, I know. He is doing it. I heard him on Scare America when I was listening to Randy. And he's like, I'm a stock market analyst, and, and look at our website, and you can buy into our system. And Rick Riley
1: wait a minute. Rick Riley is a stock market analyst? Yeah,
8: no. Last oh, time the I head. bought a stock market system, I think I lost more money than what you spent. St-
4: uh, wow. Wow. That yeah, so that guy incredible.
3: wasn't.
8: That guy uh, wasn't full of it. So hey, uh, no. another thing for you, yeah. hype Oprah. Oh we yeah,
1: how come we have left that off? Thank yeah. you, yeah. Dr. thank you Oprah. so much. Oprah and Doctor Phil. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Oprah and Doctor Phil. Let's get them both on there. What do you say? <laughs> Rick Ronnie, man. That, uh, today's uh, future market, the uh, hog market is. Uh, oh boy. Hey, well, look the, at that, the Texas Longhorns are the national champions, and there's W.
8: Made a lot of Texans proud.
1: All oh, right. <laughs> He's talking about when the vice president shot his bike. It made a lot of Texans proud. That is just
5: <laughs> panic. But that's where his heart always was anyway, so.
1: Get out of here. In the stock market, he couldn't stop talking about it. I pants. Because that, that's where his heart was? He never talked about an IOD. He didn't? I never heard him talk Well, I never listened to his show. Good God, he that took it over for a while. Are you serial? I thought, thought that was when he went to uh, whatever the hell he was on, where they had like a .6 share or something.
5: Oh, it started his IOD.
1: Wow. Fair value is uh, plus two. Yeah, there's a guy, if I wanted some real good tips, you know, I would always I'd call up Rick at home. Well, he
5: might know what he's talking about, but the bottom line is his audience are a bunch of schleppers.
1: Right. They're a bunch of yay yeah, yeah, who's yeah. on
5: here. I like Chinese, you know? Right. And uh, let's make another Sunday in a fat guy's hands. And beer is uh, good for right. you. And he's talking about the market. I don't think market. we have
1: either one of those, do we? Absolutely. Beer is we good for It's you. in there. It, it is? Beer. Trust me. Under what? Under beer. No, it is not. I got not it. Not thing. You must replace it. Oh.
5: What, what do, do you mean do
1: How the hell do I do that? What? I can't replace anything that was put in here before. You know that. Anyway, right. let's move along. Let's not get bogged down on Rick Riley and his Internet uh, radio uh, stuff. Not, he's not on the radio. That's the point. In addition to which, the guy didn't know where or what he was talking about. Well, the guy wasn't full of crap. Have some idea what you're talking about when you call a radio talk show, okay? Don't just give me a and answer. Rick Riley's back. He's on the air now. Yeah, he's on the Internet. Guess just what? So it. are we.
8: WQAM, hello. QAM. I bet you've been shot in the face a couple times.
1: WQAM, hello. Woody. WQAM. Wow. Yes, he would. QAM. Going once. Hello. Yes.
8: Hi, I'm calling to speak to Neil
3: Rogers. Speaking. Neil, hi, how are you? My name Pretty is Mary. I'm calling from Miami. All right. I've been, li- I've been listening to you for like 20 years and I've never been able to get through to today. All right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is. But anyway, I want have something unbelievable. for your poll. Believable, okay? you wanna know what it is it's um that would be good. it's a, a big
8: giant like burly man who wears um girls type watches like girl size watches wow i can't stand that
1: i never i you never know, saw that in my life a, a big burly guy that wears a ladies watch yeah like, guy lady guy size, watch.
8: like lady size like lady size like let's say you um you get a Timex or a Rolex or whatever brand you can afford, and you get the ladies' size instead of the men's size.
1: Oh my!
3: God. I think that what looks a,
8: really
1: what a swishy thing that is. We can just put yeah. wearing women's watches. Thank God I got a good manly uh, watch here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was
3: nice talking to you, Neil. Ha- Happy Valentine's Day.
1: Sign back to you.
3: Thank you. Bye. Thanks.
1: I got a Citizen, man. Yeah, I do. I got a
5: Casio, and it's as I big the a big Citizen. Was like, hey, me too. Don't know. <laughs> what? We, we have Casios, and they're the size of a microwave, so I don't think we'll get into oh, there. Oh, well,
1: i got a big-ass big, big ass citizen, man. Yes. This is a good good watch. You in got fact, a big ass? The, this is one of those, what the hell do they call these that last forever? The, yeah. I, I asked the girl in the store because my other one died. When the battery dies, I just throw my watch out. I don't have a new battery. Is it self-winding? It's an eco, uh, yeah, of course. All right. It's an eco-something or other. What now, do, they call
5: now, do you call like this? Uh, do you flick your wrist to wind it up?
1: You don't have to do anything. Okay. Don't get smart now. You don't have to do it. No, no, this is by light. This is the, It gets oh, uh, by see. daylight oh, solar, or artificial uh, light. Solar that color. is correct. That is absolutely correct. You don't have to wind it. You don't have to uh, yank it or twist it around or the watch either. And, it yeah, and it, it just uh, just a little tiny bit of light will charge this baby up and last forever because there's, there's no mean, battery to die. Got it? Got it. Pretty amazing. Oh, now, what is it I want to put on there? Uh, ladies' watches. watch? Yeah, men who wear women's watches. Ladies' watch. Ooh. i I, I never seen that yet. No, me either. Even on fruitcakes, I've never seen one where I know ladies men that like to watch. Twelve minutes after one at 560 WQM, when it comes to mattresses, there are a lot of gimmicks out there. The latest are so-called sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses, a lot of hot air. They're only warrantied in full for two years. They squeak, they pop, just like that. They can lose their setting during the night, and they cost you a tremendous fortune. But if you really want a high-quality brand name mattress that will last you for years and years, then call our good paisans, our friends at Dollar Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS. When you call that number, you'll get no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know, trust, and love, and covet. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you choose from Florida's biggest selection of Serta and Sealy and King Coral and Simmons and Tempur-Pedic and Stearns and Bananas Foster, all ready for same-day delivery at prices that are lower, that are unbeatable, much lower than the so-called big-name chain stores, even during these so-called big sales. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You can have the bed you want delivered the date and time you want in that two-hour delivery window that I've been telling you about for years. You can't beat it with a shtick. Call today like I've been doing for years. Call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website, mattress.com. one 800 T T R E S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Savings, Stupid.
4: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 two A S.
8: At my junior
7: honey I need a bum, 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 I need a bum
3: for you. I need a bum, I need a over for a friend. I
7: need a bum. I need a for you. I need a bum. To build the hand again. All the sugar are
3: mountain. For a gusher they go plowing. Happy tales for need you. A I until it's me again. Happy tales My for fun. you. I need a cow folks damn their hides. Happy
7: tales for My you. I need, need a saddle slide and astral glide. When a cowboy's low and troubles. Time to cuddle up and snuggle. Oh. Happy
3: tales for, for you, you good Christian soldier men.
7: do do
1: It's a 118. Now, here's a fax. And you know where it's from, University Dodge? Mm-hmm. So it must be from Kimber's boyfriend down the street. Or Kimba. Uh, Flamers watch soap operas. That's a good one. mm mm-hmm. Like Guiding Light. Right. Uh, like musical theater, yeah. I uh, like musicals. I put that uh, on there. Broadway. Uh, yeah. Hump their best friends. I don't think so, okay? Um, That's a little... Yeah, a little bit over yeah. the top, if you're part of that expression. Wear bracelets. In other words, straight guys don't wear bracelets? No, no, they don't. Are you serious? Let's get a second opinion.
5: Anyone in there? Any of the straight guys in there wear bracelets?
1: <laughs> Are there any? Josh?
5: I don't think so. Do, uh, straight guys okay. wear bracelets? All
1: right. I got it on there. Right. Now, I guarantee you, I want you to take special notice of this, because uh, in two days it'll be Thursday, okay? And on Thursday, when Josh comes to work, and every subsequent Thursday, I want you to watch very carefully his attire.
5: What, right. you what are you implying? No, no, you, no, you haven't green. let me
1: finish yet. And I guarantee you that he is so sensitive about these things that you'll never see him wear like a green shirt, green socks, yeah. green pantaloons. Not that he would be wearing green pants, but I mean, like that. He won't
5: see me wearing any green, because guess why? Why is that? I, I don't wear green. I hate that color, and I don't own anything green. Well, I'm Irish. I have I have like a uh, green I shirt, see. I think.
1: Boy, I don't know, St. Patty, I, I, they I, fell I, on a Thursday. Very they're honestly, terrible. I never heard of that before. Anybody that doesn't wear any green at all? I you don't know like something? green. It just dawned on me that this show is almost over.
2: Make this Valentine's Day a memorable one for those close to your heart by sharing the thoughts and words of romance and love. In a way that can only be expressed through the romantic wisdom of Mr. Jack Kludman.
1: And the only other Valentine bit we got is that St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and that's on an ACM disc, and I've, I've never huh. put it in. Ain't a big holiday for bits. Oh, okay. I just just checking. Didn't want to like overlook anything. So wear bracelets and uh, okay. Not that. No, you'll see. He won't be wearing his green, uh, his Irish green on Thursday. Just just make a mental note of it. That's all. I never heard that before. I'd love to hear more. I, I there, there's nothing more to tell you. That that's well, just where did that come I, from? When I was in school a hundred years ago, all the kids would say that that uh, right. only fags wear green on Thursday. Yeah, but y'all swam naked together. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's a real macho thing. Yeah, that's do. okay. Well, no, when you're real confident about your uh, masculinity, you yeah. don't worry about you don't have to worry about hiding your privates from your buddies. You I mean, you fake it's always safe. i put right. that on the pole. What's that? A YMCA. Swimming YMCA together. <laughs> oh, well, guys that go to the YMCA—that's <laughs> the same thing as going to the gym. Yeah, that's oh, will it on the YMCA. It, going is, to the Y—that's okay. the Y is a gym. That's not a, that's going? not different. Okay, all right. The Y is a gym. Yeah. I'll well, be what bland. did you think it was? Hi, this is Jim. So is that. I was, I was just stalling for time. Sorry. FPL gives customers a jolt. Remember the call we had yesterday, some P.O. guy? People are pissed off at Florida and yeah. Reload, and they said the... there's a special place in hell for FPL, and they're right. I've been saying that. Like many power users, Ricardo and, and I don't want to go into it. I'm going to get started. I'm going to get all bent out of shape. Go ahead. Right. See that, no, that issue that you discussed yesterday, you know, that wasn't going to happen because there's money involved. See, so mm-hmm. there are people who right. can t- talk a good game to you and, like, pat you on the shoulder and make happy face, but in the meantime, uh, it's that, that's what it's all about. Well, it's too little too late. Just give us the effing money, that's all. No, no, it's not. Like many power users, Richard Carcello of Plantation was stunned when he opened his latest bill from Florida Plunder Lute, says the Herald. He had been expecting a hefty increase because of the new energy fuel charge, but not what he saw, a 42% bump over his bill a year ago.
8: Oh, my God. 42%?
1: Mm-hmm. This January the FPL charge was three hundred and ten seventy seven. Last year was two hundred eighteen thirty five. Actually it would have been worse for his five bedroom house, but the bill covered december twentieth to january twenty fourth, and the new surcharge didn't kick in until january five. Like many people, Carcello had read in news reports that Florida Florida loot said the energy surcharge would cause an increase of nineteen percent in the average homeowner's bill. Can you please tell me what's really happening? he asked the Herald. The answer, while FPL emphasizes average use, heavier power users are paying considerably more and being charged a higher rate. As the first bills are arriving with a full month of... And you know what the interesting part of that is? Generally speaking, people who are heavier users are people with big families. Right. With Like a whole bunch of children. Uh-huh. So they can least afford That's the right. higher rate. I mean, I don't own a restaurant... As the first bills are arriving with a full month of the increased surcharge, businesses are seeing increases of 20 to 40 percent in their life bills, and some power-dependent sectors like floral importers fear the hike could drive some amount of business. What's more, larger homes get hit at a much higher rate. For those who use less than 1,000 kilowatts per hour, defined as the average homeowner, the surcharge is 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour. The average homeowner actually uses about 1170, but that figure includes all sorts of folks in small one-bedroom apartments who use far less than that, meaning that many in the middle class use far above the average. And they pay for it. Over 1,000 kilowatt hours, the surcharge climbs to 6.8 cents per kilowatt hour, 70% higher than the base surcharge. The result is a lot of angry customers. Roy Gold of Cambridge Diagnostic Products saw his life bill go from 500 bucks in December to 771 in January. When you're dealing with a monopoly, you have no choice, said Roy. You tell them, Roy. Jean Anton Kroll, communications director at the U of M's medical school, said she tried to do it right, asking an FPL rep to survey her West Kendall home and recommend ways to save. Because of that, she bought a new, more efficient air conditioner for five grand. They swore that once we got the new AC, we'd see a huge difference. The result? We just got our FPL bill, two hundred and five bucks in the middle of winter. She wrote in an email. This year the billing period was thirty two days. Her family used sixteen hundred and thirty six kilowatt hours. Last year the billing period was thirty days. Sixteen sixty seven. The bill was forty dollars less. They used a little bit more, and the bill was forty dollars less. It's just a disgrace. Carl wrote. Absolutely correct. All you folks, FPL spokesman Bill Swank. Said the utility makes no money on the surcharge. It simply passes through its cost, and gas oil charges everywhere have been soaring. Thanks again, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. FPL proposed and the PSC agreed to a two tier surcharge as an incentive for users to cut down on usage and help smaller, less affluent residential customers.
5: Oh, yeah, that's a nice incentive.
1: Right. Poor slepers, they've got six kids in the house, like and they're going to have one. We're very concerned about what these fuel prices have done to our customers, said FPL spokesman Mako Villafranja. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's been driven by market conditions. We don't believe you, Mako. Some of the hardest that have been flower importers who must keep their products at 34 to 38 degrees. Christine Bolt of the Association of Floral Importers of Florida said most importers run two to four percent profit margins and spend four to seventy thousand dollars a month for electricity. Four thousand to seventy thousand a month for electricity. Wow. They can't handle twenty to forty percent hikes in their power bills. Probably some are going to go out of business because of this. Bolt said. FPL Swank said, "We want to work with them to find solutions. We know how much their costs are going up."
3: <laughs>
1: right? Sure you do. FPL reps have talked to the importers and suggested ways to cut costs. They talked about upgrading our AC system to make them more efficient. Bulls said the most can't afford to spend the 30 to 40 grand it would take for the change. They're feeling the change. How do you like that? Huh? FPL rotten hell. That's, that's and the, the public message. Service commission. Yeah. Oh, and especially the uh, well, they're just the enablers, man. They're just the rubber stamp crowd. You know, I mean, not that I have any evidence, but I just have these fantasies of big, big suitcases full sure. of all kinds of money passing back and forth uh-huh. with that ps Bunch of crooks. The PSC, man, they're just raping the public, or they're letting others rape you folks, because gang rape is uh, amusing to them. Twenty-six past one at QAM when you're shopping for shoes and you don't want to get raped. You want to spend a fair price for a great pair of shoes. Head for Brandy's in Pompano Beach. Always very reasonable prices. Always special deals going on every week. And always the best selection of major brand shoes. Brandy's carries Rockport, Forsheim, Echo, SAS, Mephisto, New Balance, all the other top names in the shoe business. You ask for Arnie when you go in, he'll make dang sure you get a customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe at a price that's unbeatable, too. The pros at Brandy's even specialize in wide widths, as well, if yours are big and fat, and your feet, too. Brandy's is worth a trip from anywhere in South Florida. Don't forget, it's an unbeatable combination that everybody's looking for. If you want to be a smart shopper for comfort style, fit, value, and selection, always think Brandy Shoes. And you'll find Brandies at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandy's is open every day for you. Every day, Monday through Saturday till 9 and Sundays till 5. And again this week, it's a great time to buy SAS shoes at Brandy's because you can save 20 to 40 bucks again off the retail price of all great men's and women's SAS styles this week. So be sure to get your ass in at Brandy's this week or visit them on their website. Do your shoe shopping right there at BrandyShoes.com. This
4: is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is five sixty QAM.
3: Spread them and say cheese. In that power
7: company Hold. You put the futility in utility. Florida, paradise and life, there isn't a hurricane that blows as much as you. you
3: really when a storm threatens, we can count on you to turn our power off long before it gets here, Leaving the rest of us to marvel at the blue glow of exploding transformers providing us a historical perspective of 1957 technology. And in the moist heat of tropical darkness, the weakening batteries in our radios broadcast your latest press release for South Florida that says your trucks and crews are ready to roll from the Alabama state border. And the question in everyone's mind is, huh? So as we search for the appropriate answer to how many FPL emergency crews does it take to change a light bulb, Florida of Paradise and Light, this bird's for you. In power company, bone 131,
1: take a look at this now. Man shot and wounded by Vice President Cheney, Harry Whittington, suffered a minor heart attack after a birdshot becomes lodged in his heart. How do you like that? Oh, Specialist available to take care and to deal with problems. going to be in a hospital at least another week. In fact, maybe he's going to die. If with Mr. Oh, no. Whittington's strong, heart personality, his stamina, the will, that he will do very well, and we're prepared to deal with anything that may develop. Right. Now, I don't, I don't want to sound insensitive, okay, because I don't know Harry Whittington from Harry Truman, okay? i know everything I need to know. But I will say this. Should he die? I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's going to die. He's 78 years old, and he's got bird shots stuck in his heart, and it caused irregularities, and he suffered a minor heart attack, and he's like going oh, every couple hey. of seconds. last thing he was heard to say was I'm
3: dying over here. like that,
1: which I'm not sure what that means, but he's not in great shape. And you know how they've been blue-skying this last 24 hours? Right. Oh, he's out of intensive care. Mm-hmm. He's doing great. He's got a big smile on his face. He wants to go pat Dick Cheney on the ass again, to have a good time, go out and uh, bird uh, shooting again, or bird-dogging. And here he is. He had a heart attack. He has atrial fibrillation. In
8: the tradi- he's not had a heart attack in the traditional
5: sense. As we've said before, he was. In
1: a non traditional sense. So, right.
5: what you normally think of a heart attack. He t-
1: traditionally have a heart attack. It's not by getting shot by the vice president. So, he had one in a non traditional sense.
5: He had none of those symptoms. And Dr. Blanchard could talk a little bit All more of these about how
1: do you like that. What I was starting to say, and I don't want to sound like too insensitive, is that I'm hoping he croaks. Now, that that's a terrible thing to say, because I don't hope, you know, I, I would just rarely well, feel that way. But just, just you know. So that uh, if this is what it takes, because the public doesn't care about any of the other things Cheney's done, and all the people, other people he's responsible for killing, who are not 78 years old, rather their whole mm-hmm. lives ahead of them, but since the public doesn't care about that, and since the media doesn't care to, like, grab that and run with it, since this seems right. to be the thing that they want to, like, glom onto, great, okay? Let's have this guy sure. die, and then we'll see what, uh, what they're uh, yapping,
5: right? Well, is it a terrible thing to think?
1: No. Because I'm thinking. I mean, just, just because, although generally, when I think about it, if I think somebody's going to die, they, you know that. It's I, my psychic oh. uh, powers. And I to go little? out immediately at 2 o'clock and buy a Harry Whittington voodoo doll. They're on sale on the street corner all over town now. Well, I'll start sacrificing chickens. Birdshot piece apparently moved to the heart. How do you like that? Now,
5: wouldn't this be manslaughter? Yes, it would be, unless you're the vice president, in which case he gets a medal.
1: Oh, he gets a gold medal and a purple jelly bean? Right. I see. Five six seven oh five sixty pound on Valentine's Day of all things for me to be saying I hope this guy dies that that's a terrible thing and I'm sure you want to apologize no, for case, it. I, I yeah. don't no oh
5: WQAM too. hello
1: see line one is all upset now they ran away WQAM hello
8: hi Neil yes sir yes sir I go back to uh, the first two interviews with uh, Richard Simmons yeah and Barbara Studley, and when Bill Calder, he's the same Oh my he, want, God. he wanted to be called Beal, not Bill, right?
1: Beal Calder. That was just. That was just a joke. Yeah, Beal Calder.
8: And also, I think uh, the vice president should uh, tighten up on a Hunter Safety because Thank
1: you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and happy 94th birthday. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on that Beal Calder. Well, I had forgotten that. You well, know, he didn't. I see. Well, yeah, you know, I think what the guy was trying to say was, I don't have the Bill Calder one. Is that in there? Check it. I haven't got that.
3: Sometimes I feel myself.
5: WQAM, hello. I'll find it. It's in the computer. Is it?
3: Neil, got another one for That's your right.
5: phone. Yes, sir.
3: Uh, those uh, Aaron Gill bags that the guys wear and the uh, Patty with the knockers.
2: The what's The what now? The, the what? Patty with
3: the knockers and the Aaron Gill bags.
2: The Aaron Gill bags.
3: The Aaron Gill bags.
2: What the hell is that?
8: Those bags that the guys wear nowadays, uh, they're uh, the Aaron bags and the uh, Patty with the Glockers.
5: <laughs> what <laughs> is Sometimes this, man? I feel is that it? It's one of them. i got all of them in there. Oh, let it go. By.
3: Sometimes I feel like people don't want to smile. Stop oh, it for just a sun... second. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, that's
6: not
3: it. Sometimes I feel It lies I'm passing me back Sometimes I feel, I feel That people know how to smile But when I listen to your show You whispered like a shark
1: Go ahead. Finish it up. You want another one? No, no. I, I, what happened to that one? Oh, I, I stopped it. Yeah. Well, can't you start it again?
5: let's start a different one. Oh. I, feel,
1: then me I feel don't
3: want to smile. Then I
5: turn on my radio. Well, that's not as good as this one. Right. Right. Algunas
3: veces me siento que la vida me pasó Really Algunas really. Yeah, but what happened to Bill Carter when you were playing? I don't want to hear the Warriors one. That's what happened to that one?
6: Oh, that one?
5: Uh, some good time. Is this the original?
8: I think. That's what I, that's what I have it marked as.
3: Sometimes I feel like people don't want to smile. When I listen to your show, you make me smile like a child here. Yeah. You can help me get by, my friend. Bill called her on the radio. Bill called her on the radio. My radio,
6: yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell
1: you one day, it'll never be like that again. I guarantee you that. No way <laughs> Well, that's the problem when you're not working on a talk station. Of course, there are no more talk stations. There's no such nope. thing no more. We nope. have just got so-called syndicated talk stations where all right. the people are like, uh, you know, disconnected and disjointed. This joint, that joint, as opposed to the way it was like an I Z, an I O D, and one big happy or uh, dysfunctional family, as the case may be. And what we got is like uh, sports talk. We're like the misfits, man. We, well, yeah, we're like the, uh, the the odd piece that don't fit in the puzzle, the redheaded stepchild. That's it. We're the round uh, hole that don't fit in the square peg, or the other way around.
5: The other round.
1: Yeah, we're the round thing. Twenty till two at QA We got Bo Camper coming up. He's pretty round. He's a big guy boy. He weighs about six hundred pounds. He's about twenty feet tall. Kick your ass if you look at him cross-eyed, I guarantee you. And he uh, gets his uh, manicure and pedicure every day, every couple of days.
0: You better beef up and...
1: <laughs> Hey, finally, a TV experience like no other. Comcast digital cable with On Demand is easy to use, has lots to love. And today you can try it for just thirty-four ninety-nine a month for three months. Why is TV so much better with On Demand? I'm glad you asked. For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On Demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you say so. With programming including free movies, kid shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and lots, lots more. You'll always have something really good to watch right when you want to watch it. And don't forget about control. With On Demand, you can start, stop, pause, rewind, fast-forward programs just using your remote control. You sure won't get all this with satellite. With up to 250 channels plus On Demand, you can build your own TV schedule. Who could possibly ask for more? And best of all, On Demand comes free with Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your showtime, sit back, and you wonder how you ever got along without it. Call today, order Comcast Digital Cable and HBO with the power of On Demand for just thirty four ninety nine a month for three months. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST. Or in Broward, Broward! 954-COMCAST.
4: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560
8: QAM. Oh! I, uh... Sometimes I feel that Jim is passing me by. Oy! Sometimes I fear he ought to give me a lot of trouble. Oh! Neil Rogers on the radio. Neil Rogers on the radio. Neil Rogers on the radio. Bill Gutt.
0: i you mean, not I speaking
1: to Mitch Lewis. You're right. Heavy duty. You're not eating again, are you? Again. That would be really bad. Oh, and guess what? It's uh, John's uh, John the Baker brought in food today. That's right. And? I had my uh, sloppy sausage sub. Yeah. And I'm sampling some of that pizza because I
5: never got a chance to the other day. And? That is great. What do you mean, and? Told you. I did the John veal veal Baker parm man for pizza. your fodder. What do you got? I got veal parm and a pizza.
1: Mm. Excellent. See, so now we got John Baker making you guys fat, and then we got occasionally uh, some other guys, Howie's, and uh, your buddy uh, Brad. Fat,
5: right.
1: Excellent. Better you than me. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to dig through the garbage see if I left any of them cookies in there. Oh, well, I like that. Do. No, I didn't do. Here's the story now. Hunter shot by Cheney has a heart attack.
3: All right.
1: Now, not that we feel bad. yeah. we do feel. But do we feel bad? No. No. We don't know this guy. The 78 year old lawyer who was shot by Vice President Dick Cheney in a hunting accident had some bird shot lodged in his heart and had a minor heart, uh, heart attack, a hospital official said today. Peter Banco, the hospital administrator at Christus Spahn Hospital, Corpus Christi Memorial, said Harry Whittington had the heart attack early today while being evaluated. He went, Oi! He said there was an irregularity in the heartbeat caused by a birdshot pellet, and doctors performed a cardiac catheterization. Wow. Whittington expressed a desire to leave the hospital, but Banco said he'd probably stay at least another week. Whittington, a prominent Republican attorney from Austin, was accidentally sprayed with shotgun pellets when Cheney was aiming for a quail Saturday. I wonder if it was Dan Quail. No, well,
5: look at, at this, Saturday. Quail Hunting
1: 101. Look at that. And they got Ricky Ticky Sanchez on it. Oh, don't shoot yourself in the leg, Rick.
2: No.
1: Oh. Look at that. That's
2: about 60 yards out. That's a danger zone.
1: Okay, well, we'll keep that in mind, Rick, when we see you next time. Whittington had initially been placed in intensive care. He had been moved to a step down unit yesterday after doctors decided to leave several birdshot pellets lodged in his skin rather than try to remove them. They figured in his, at his age and looking the way he does, what's not to like, you know? How can it hurt? Right. Just polka dot A Texas Parks and Wildlife Department report said Whittington was retrieving a downed bird and stepped out of the hunting line he was sharing with Cheney. Another cubby was flushed, and Cheney swung on a bird and fired. Bada-bing! Striking Whittington in the face, neck, and chest at approximately 30 yards. About 30, man! The Wildlife Department issued a report yesterday that found the main contributing factor of the accident was the Hunter's Judgment Factor. No other secondary factors were found to have played a role. A Hunter's Judgment Factor. In
5: other words, he's an, an idiot.
1: One, right. Your vice president, total idiot. Not only that, but also didn't buy the $7 license to be uh, doing his he, thing. So he's a poacher. And so is the other guy. A, That's right. So he's poaching, poaching it, Is poaching. what he's doing.
0: Just like the eggs he likes in the morning, he likes them poaching. During the steering wheel, mm-hmm. the same thing happens. That the heart releases these enzymes, and it looks like a heart attack. But it's not your typical heart attack that is caused by coronary blockages. Right. It's more yeah, they
1: thought it was a heart attack, but it's not. Who or what is the biggest hype of all time? We're asking today. We got a phenomenal response. Uh, 1,421 votes. That's enough to make Josh wear a big green blazer to work on Thursday. It isn't? No. no. 436 a religion, and you folks are you got your thumb right on it, baby. Biggest hype ever, and the biggest curse, the biggest cancer too. While you're at it, the biggest curse to mankind. Well, you got the Kurds and the Ways, and the Shiites and the uh, what's the other one, the uh, Sunnis and Sunni or later. WMDs 190, Howard Stern 134. Like I said, they either love him or they hate him. They either pay for it or they don't want to pay for it. You know how that goes. American Idol 113, Super Bowl 96, the Segway 83. Y2K, 57, Elvis, 51, Broke uh, Ash Mountain, 46, Low Carb Diets, 37, Tom Cruise, 34.
2: Hey, Tommy, you fairy.
1: Uh, the Olympics, 33, Madonna, 32, The Beatles, 27, Low Fat Diet, 16, Doctors, 12, David Letterman, 8, MASH, 8, Dr. Phil, 4, Oprah, 4, and Michael Jackson, 4. Out of 1,425 votes. Man, are you impressed or what?
5: Good. Yes.
1: You ought to be. That sloppy sausage sounds awfully good. Is It's uh, got, it got, like, cheese on it?
5: Yeah, it's a, it's a sausage parmesan, mm. but the uh, the sausage is chopped up, you know? Man, so instead of that having sounds those, uh, right
1: up my alley sound. Right. Up. Good God. I'll take your word for it, though. I just can't, although that would be okay. That would be like Atkins approved. You just don't eat the bun, you know? Right. But I'm sure you're eating the bread. You know it. No, I do not. The unmasking of covert CIA officer Valerie Plame Wilson by White House officials in 2003, says the raw story, caused significant damage to U.S. national security and its ability to counter nuclear proliferation abroad, raw story has learned. According to current and former intelligence officials, Plame Wilson, who worked on the clandestine side of the CIA and the directorate of operations as a non-official cover NOC officer, was part of an operation tracking distribution and acquisition of weapons of mass destruction technology to and from Iran. Speaking under strict confidentiality, intelligence officials revealed heretofore unreported elements of Planes work. The accounts suggest that plane's outing was more serious than has been previously reported and carries grave implications for U.S. national security and its ability to monitor Iran's burgeoning nuclear program. So just out of spite, out of pique, to get even with Joe Wilson, they out her ass, and as a result, they put people in jeopardy while they're talking a big game about, oh, uh, security, safety, safety, all this other crap. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hypocrites. While many have, liars, forget about hypocrites, liars, butchers, murderers, poachers, while many have speculated that Plane was involved in monitoring the nuclear proliferation black market, specifically the proliferation, proliferation activities of Pakistan's nuclear father, A.Q. Khan, intelligence sources say that her team provided only minimal support in that area, focusing almost entirely on Iran. How do you like that? Can I just mention that in passing? Not that anybody cares, but they do care about the birdshot, baby, now that it's lodged in this guy's heart. Murderer. Murdering vice president. Sounds like murder. Let's get Perry Mason in on the case. Even he couldn't defend this guy. See what I'm saying? See, mm-hmm. this is good because this will be a lot of distraction. Now they're going to have to spend a lot of time doing damage control on this crap and on scooter living crap. All they can do is like, is, like uh, try to patch up all the holes in the wall. You know what I'm saying? What do you say? So no, it's just, it's just good for us because it's less time that they can like, uh, you know, spy on you and open your mail and listen to your all phone call. they're doing double duty. Well, in your case, yes.
4: This is Neil Rogers. This is
7: 560 QAM. Howard. Howard David. Welcome back to the Mo Howard David a Show. Where we're chuck full of zany, but good, clean family fun. I'm here, and you're there. That's a tight-up phrase, huh? You know that pipe-smoking thing's rape is funny? Is that funny? Huh? What? Ah, what? Ah, what? Ah, what? Ah, what? Ah, Since when is gang rape funny? What do you require of me? I require you drop your pants. Well, now, I see here. Right now. What uh, about do you want those pants? Okay. Drop, drop it for you. It. Hey. You like it? Hey. Get your head there! Get out of there. Get up in the mess. That's my gun. Don't touch my delicates. I'm tender. Why does everybody want to rape me? Why? Because
3: we think it's funny. That's why. Don't put it, there. <laughs> Get it up there. Get it up there. Get it up there. Get it up there. Boy, 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 boy. Get your ass out of that sink, I gotta wash these H-bots off my hands
7: What are you, some kind of fairy? I'm not a What do you know about being queer, you moron? I've been right enough to know the difference We're supposed to be talking about sports here This is sports radio over here We love men yeah. From this point on, I don't to get paid by the door.
3: Yeah.
7: Now, we're going to make something out of this crepe paper, you understand? No. Then maybe later I'll pull the link sausages out of my pants, okay?
3: <laughs> okay. It's a
7: joke, you moron. Ah. Oh, no.
3: There's Martians in my pants. Oops. <laughs> <Lord. laughs> Move the of me.
7: Hello, Warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, Warden. Yes. I keep getting raped. I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody.
3: Now drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad.
7: There's there you a more candle. Give you something to do while you're watching golf, like uh, pouring the uh, hot liquid in your eye. Uh, like this. Now look what you made me do. Keep your pants on. Now, pin wide. You want to watch my show? You'll do as you're told. Now, get over here. Yeah, that's right. Now, come in. Now, get over there. Come in. Now, come here. Oh, not there.
3: Over here. Oh. Stole the pizza? No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? Now, see here. I ain't no
7: pie burglar. Stole the pizza? Stole the... I did not steal the pizza. The... I only had one slice. Put that coat in a glass door. See if anybody's inside. Okay. No, closer. Closer. A little closer. Like this. Like this. my is bleeding.
3: Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Why, I you to... Now, see
7: here. All right, all right, there, supplicants, step aside. I'm the new pope, see? I stand before you now. <coughs> Let me bless you, my son. Under the noise. Under the door,
3: the
6: door.
7: Well, perhaps you'll garner much under my tootelage. I don't like the look for that tootelage. I don't want your tootelage
3: over me. They'll
7: never find me. In of course it's more important that I outlive you. Why, I'll have you know.
3: Can I go home now? Who wants Sure. Watch out for Mr. Whipple. Scream. Don't scream. Don't laugh. it.
7: more. Forget about it. That's what I say. And kiss my ass. Bye, bye,
6: bye.